No, I'm not ready. <laughs> Too late. We're not starting again. Veteran, veteran. I'm not ready. Shut up. Hello and welcome Hello to Hello and show. welcome to show episode one hundred and ten. This is your veteran gamers <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, Sue, what's I talking of you know? Oh, oh, just for a week and he comes back and just causes trouble straight away. <laughs> Balding. You know what? Honestly to God. Honestly to God. So how is everybody? How is everyone? Good. I'm going to talk in an American accent and offend everybody in America like Duke did last week. <laughs> did that really offend everybody? I don't think it offended anybody. Some people said it was a stupid accent, but... It offended whatever. me how poorly it was. It was poor. <laughs> it is true. Um, well, John Mouse liked it, so screw you all. Uh, Essel Hype said that might be the worst English accent I've ever heard since Keanu did Dracula. John, John Mouse looks too human, so I can't... <laughs> Here's the thing, and I look. I'm only saying this because y'all brought it up. I remember one time I was in a group. I was thinking it was G4TE people back when they were over 35s, and we were in some lobby. I think it might have been Call of Duty Four or something. And they all left because they had to go. It was late at night, and I was so I found myself in this lobby full of like French people and Brits. And I found myself, like, I was trying to do a British accent, like, not the posh, ridiculous, oh, yes, yes, quite, yes, uh, but trying to do just, like, a normal, I don't know what part of England I was trying to be from. Anyway, at one I point... you were trying to be from um, 1930. Yeah, exactly. So, at one point, though, I went quiet, and this British dude was like, hey, where's that other British guy that was just in here? And I was like, yes, I did it! I made someone think I was actually British! woo Jesus. So anyway, did you say like I'm here, or did you pretend that you went? <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, no I, I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna screw it up if I try again. So I was just like, I don't know where he went. I hate that jerk. Because did he say, yeah? Because he sounded like a complete dick. I have, <laughs> I have no idea how you could convince anyone you were really <laughs> British with that. So I'm gonna for the whole podcast. I'm gonna talk like this. <laughs> I've been playing the Xbox Nintendo Connect. It's been great. Excellent. I liked it. It's my Xbox. No, it's my Xbox. Duke, there's been some advice in the shout box for you as well. Have you seen this advice? Uh, I don't know. Off StuLek52. Oh, yeah, he told me to get rid of my iPod. Exactly. He says, look, enough about your old iPod. Sell it on whatever. No. Um, Then buy a Gen 4 Touch, probably also on whatever. I looked at that. It said... $40, $40, whatever, dude. They're like $200, and I'm not going to get 160 for my iPod Gen 2, so forget it. Look, if he's got money to buy me a new iPod or an iPhone, fine. Otherwise, shut up. I got to do what I got to do. And besides, I can play like 70% of the games that are available now, so whatever. I don't care. Well, I guess... But you know, you've I've seen how knowing that I would not be able to play most games or some games. It's okay, but I have been playing a great game called Train Hold Yard on. EX. No, sorry, forget about. There's just news in where what? Skyrim is available for the new full gen 
I fell. I took. I put oh, this. Oh Get no! This piece of crap. <laughs> Smash it into pieces. He'd have it, wouldn't he? He'd be there with it. <laughs> now, oh, I already bought it on two platforms. I don't think I need to buy it on a third one. Well, I don't think it would stop you somehow. <laughs> I don't know. We could have. There's only one way to find out. The you first play it. on it. You could play it while you're bowling. Yeah, while you're bowling. Oh, yeah. Bowling! bowling. <laughs> <laughs> I think that worked oh. better than you thought it would. <laughs> it did work pretty well. Oh, my God. Anyway. All right, yeah, games. Yeah. Also, you do realize that last week, when you was talking about Duke's Gym Jams, that, that, that was being recorded, correct? We did. Yeah. Well, because that's... I, I, I felt like you accidentally left that in the show, as if... <laughs> You know, no, we're demanding to know more about it. When I post a picture on Facebook, everyone's like, I want to know about these pants. Look, people want to know where he's got them and everything. You were aware that the parking ticket conversation made it in. You, know, you are aware of these facts. <laughs> yes, we are. These are things that should have been, you know, the, the, the genius thing about editing a podcast, Stuart, <laughs> is that anything I would potentially say, you could cut out. So you could take the sentence, I do not like men. All right, and you could make that sound like I like men. I you could fact, do you that. might even do that. I might even do that. You could you <laughs> could insert that right here. I do like men. Uh, men. With the genius of editing, you can edit out all the fuck ups that are happening tonight as well. Are you aware that shit like the parking ticket conversations should be after the show or outside the show? <laughs> well, the point is. Chinny, oh, sorry, hang on, Sue. Could you give us another example, Chinny, of some statement that could be changed if you were to edit it? I'm not sure I understand what you mean. Okay, I'll give you another example. Yeah. Uh, for, for example, uh, for example, right. Uh, let's think, let's think, let's think. What would wind Duke up? Ah, right, okay. The game Eco is pretentious. Mmm, I'll see what oh, I can no, do that with that. That seems like a horrible thing to say. Yeah, yeah, I'll see what I can do with that one. <laughs> yeah. But the point is, I didn't edit the show at all last week. No, I didn't tell. <laughs> because it was obviously, you know, Thursday night, it had to be really up that night, so it's literally record, finish, post. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought it came out pretty good, you know. So, what did you what did you record on a Thursday anyway? Well, you know exactly why <laughs> we recorded on a Thursday. But as it turned out, it was a bit of a pointless endeavour. <laughs> yeah, well, I was. Yeah, yeah. You were too busy having your feet rubbed by Italian women. Washing it or something. I don't know. You really wasn't where I was last week, were you? Yeah. Yeah, it would, uh, you know. You, you aren't so aware of the, the, the... Okay. Yeah. You aren't yeah. aware of the, the real excuse, because that is completely the opposite of what happened. <laughs> you were just, you know, like some exotic monkeys were licking you in between your toes to get the toe well, jam. I don't know where you get this from. <laughs> That's what they were doing. That's what I you... I want to see you dig up. yourself out of this hole. You were sat with your feet in a bowl you're, of... Oh, fish. you're digging yourself in. <laughs> Can we talk about video games, please? <laughs> Oh my gosh! Anyway, I've got a story as always. This is this and one. Your story last week was yeah. story, story, story time. Yeah, I thought it was a good story last oh, week. Oh, not like the usual riveting, exciting, fun stories. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, this week's also gaming related. See, gaming related stories. I'm doing quite well with these. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because I was on the Twitter as you are, oh, no, and C no. Fox Pam 
it had on a Raptor that she'd been playing the Mass Effect 3 demo. So I was like, ah, <laughs> eh, is that out? I'm going to go and have a look at that. Exactly. Well, I'll tell you the story. Oh, no, <laughs> That's exactly what Stu thought. I'm getting that. How did you get that? So I went went on Xbox and I'm thinking, wait a minute, it's not there. How is she getting this? So I I Googled it. Pirated. Oh, no. So they had... So basically, Microsoft Microsoft and Bioware had a Facebook competition. Is there ninjas involved? No. And basically what you had to do, you had to go to Microsoft's page, like it, so you had to do a like of Microsoft, like .co.uk. But I don't like Microsoft. Well, whatever, right? So I, I had to do. go and like it. Once and I I'd... won't lie about it in order to get access to a demo. Well, listen, once I'd liked it, oh, will. there was a link then to the Bioware app page. And oh, you, go, you go oh, there, wow. right? And then it had just the weirdest, stupidest thing I've ever seen, right? So you saw... A mirror! <laughs> well, listen. Oh, so it had this launch control thing, right? Great. And, uh, and, and you had to... <laughs> You had to match, or you had to do these random button presses on these lights, weird thing, made no sense whatsoever, right? And you basically got three goes, and if you didn't get it right in the three goes, you were locked out for two hours before you could have another go, right? And if you got it right, you got a code for the demo, right? So I I did it. Computer or change your Facebook account and try again right away? Well, no, I couldn't be arsed. So I did it, and I thought, this didn't work, whatever. So I sort of went off and then oh wait you didn't get it right the first time no and then I had a couple of hours and I was playing um, Dead Island with Hawks on and then I was, was it, then was I was it this was it this A B what comes next no it was nothing like that it wasn't even well it wasn't even obvious what you were supposed to do it was very stupid one anyway. two three blank no, listen 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 <laughs> so <laughs> so I did all of that right. one blank <laughs> three spot the pattern no, no. <laughs> so anyway I did it all and it didn't work, and I'm like, this is shit, right? Came back later, had another go, still didn't do it, and it took ages to load as well. I'm like, this is just rubbish, right? So uh, Something's rubbish, but it's not the game. Well, listen, so I went to bed, forgot all about it, right? Came down in the morning, I'd forgotten to turn the computer off, and the page was still up. So I went, view, there's like one, one box that said, view codes, Right, so I thought, well, I haven't got it, but I'll have a look at it. And when I looked, there were one in there, so I got one even though I didn't even Hey, you cheated. I know. Like you cheated by buying Saints Row 3 for a dollar. No, well, this isn't cheat. I don't know. It just gave me a code, so. Yeah. It, the game suddenly did something it's not supposed to do, but it's not glitching. I'm not cheating. I don't care. Here you go. I've got a code for the demo, so I just downloaded it. I care. Yeah, so I've got a demo downloaded, and I have a feeling... I have a feeling it's going to be similar to your experience with uh, Kingdoms of Amalur in so much as I've probably played the first opening 50 minutes of the game and we'll have to do that. Do it all over again when the game comes. Oh, that's so annoying. Although I think part of it wasn't the... I think they give you the opening and then the second part of the demo is some way into the game. It's like one of the missions that you have to do. Yeah, they did that with... um... Yeah. Um, Dragon Age 2. Yeah, so it's about two hours, probably about two hours of game altogether, which is, is okay. And, the, and I think, I guess, because it's it's a good month or so before it comes out anyway, it's not so terrible. It's not like I'm going to have to do it almost straight away again. And it's interesting. I was I was quite impressed, I have to say. But they've done... I don't know whether you know about the game settings. They've done this weird thing. Are you aware of the new way that they set up the game? Are you aware of this? No, no. Stuart. Right, Tell me right. more. I will explain. 
there are three modes that you can play the game in. Okay, there's action mode, R- RPG mode, or story mode, or stupid mode, more like. Yeah. Story, 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 story mode. mode. So, let me explain how these three different modes. Stupid mode. So, action mode. Basically, there is no dialogue options Quite, at all. You, so you mean Call of Duty mode? Sort of. So you still level up your character. So you still all do the character, you know, character leveling up and stuff. But there are yeah. the, all of the dialogue scenes are just cut scenes. So there is no yeah. they it pre chooses the options that you're going to get. So, so it just yeah, plays, right. so plays it's, it out. It's Call, of, it's Call of Duty mode. Yeah. Gotcha. RPG mode, and, and that's on normal difficulty setting as well. So that's normal difficulty. So that's real mode. Yeah. Then there's RPG mode, which has real all, mode. all the dialogue settings. Yeah, real the mode. Real, the way it's really meant all to be the, All the upgrading and all that sort of stuff. And that's on normal difficulty mode as well. Real mode. And story mode, okay, has the dialogue options... But the difficulty settings on very easy, so you don't. Noob. So noob yeah, mode. So that's like noob mode with options to. I just like to find effects. out who won the world. So, I mean, first of all, I think this is a really weird thing to do because they obviously really are trying to appeal to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're sort of going for every single possible audience that they can get now, and. It was okay. I mean, I obviously just stuck it on RPG mode because I didn't want to play in don't get any option for the dialogue and don't... It's part I, of the game, isn't it? Well, yeah, exactly. Try to chat up the women and all that. Have no challenge in the combat. Speak for yourself. I'm chatting up the guys. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's... To me, that's one of the biggest parts of, of Mass Effect is, is the dialogue and... Well, having sex? Well, you know, that as well, obviously. Well, isn't that one of the biggest parts of life, Duke? Indeed. It is. None That's why I'd like to give here. a special shout out to all the ladies who are listening tonight. All the ladies. So, so you tied up the men. And the men. But especially the men. And the ladies. And the ladies. And the dogs. What? What? And anyway, moving on. And the monkeys that are and all the monkeys are <laughs> There is an appropriate place to put a record scratch. It would have been straight after you said dog. <laughs> So, what? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, the game itself is impressive. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, of course, it's Mass Effect. I mean, it starts I didn't off. Really screw it up. That equals. I'm gonna play it. It starts off with a huge set piece, which as they all do, which was pretty like wow. So I was, I was, I was totally. No spoilers, Stu. I know. I'm trying not to. I was totally invested from the get-go. I have to say, and yeah, that's a good spoilers. sign when you don't want to give spoilers for a demo. No, and graphically, it it looks really good. They've really polished everything up. Um, they've they've added a combat role now as well. A combat role. So yeah. there's three different modes and two different roles. Yeah. So that, this sounds too confusing. It is. It is. So basically, it's you can now. Uh, Creed. Yeah. So basically, now if you press the A button when you're just sort of running along, he'll do a roll rather than roll. going to cover. So what happened on the first two games? Did he not? Was he just not good at rolling? Was he? No, there was no between rolling. two between two and three. Has he been practicing his rolls in the like the the Normandy maybe, gym? What's going maybe, on? Maybe. But it, I mean, it works as good as ever. The combat's really tight. I think it's tighter again, you know, and he's more third-person action orientated, really. Um, they've they've changed up their skill trees a lot compared to what you used to get. So obviously, a lot, a lot. 
skill trees. Yeah, so in this one now, the first three are on the same line, if you will, and then it, when you get to a certain point, it splits into two options, and then there's like three or four along each of those. But once you've chosen a way to go on the top or the bottom, then that's what you have to stick with. So you sort of decide on one way on, on each sort of power as such. So that's sort of changed up quite a bit. Because in the in the original in the last game it was only on the very last level up you did, wasn't it, where you sort of had a super one and you could choose one or the other. Well in this they've sort of put sort of that halfway through so it's in two stages now with the leveling up. So that's changed quite a bit. I can't remember because I remember the first one, I can't remember the second one. Yeah, I mean oh, uh... They haven't changed I have no problem with how they do it. I just wish they'd pick one and yeah. stick with it. Yeah, no, I agree. But I've, it's only been refined. It's not been completely changed. They've just, they, they seem to have just refined things a bit more and made it a little bit slicker, if anything. I mean, it's, it's pretty much intact from the, you know, from the second game. You know, the, the menu systems and everything looks pretty much the same. The voice acting was extremely good. I've got to say, I was very impressed with the voice, and, and obviously the lip syncing, the cutscenes looked fantastic. You know, it's uh, they've done, they did a really great job of it. They, they, I think it's going to be a spectacular game. I have to say, you know, I think it's potential game of the year there. Right, yeah, I was there. just going to ask game of the year already, or possibly, possibly. I think it's going to be an epic finish to the story. Hopefully, I think they're going to do a, a do an it epic crown. Oh, it's still Bioware. Ah, very funny. But yes, I'm I'm confident that they'll do a good job. But you know, I mean, they have made some missteps. You know, Dragon Age Two didn't get that you know good reviews and stuff. So we know that they are capable of not really delivering as much as we expect. So there's a little bit of trepidation there. But from playing the demo, I was I was totally invested. I didn't get a chance to try out the Connect uh, voice commands and such like because uh, I had it in the conservatory, so I wasn't set up in the living room with the Connect. So I don't know whether that works or not. But it is enabled in the demo. So I can, I'll give that a whistle for next week. And I didn't get a chance to play the co-op mode, so I've not managed to play the, oh, the co-op, the co-op mode. How could you talk about a game but not talk about it very much? Well, I, I only got it yesterday. I'm making a joke, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to do the exact same thing later in the show. I know. I only got it yesterday. But the other thing is only out, I believe, for anyone who got Battlefield 3, they get it tomorrow. So they get it. Uh, what? And... Everybody else is Friday. Aha! Uh-huh. I get better things because I'm rich. Yeah, yeah. So, so like they. Uh, 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 Freedman. But the good thing was, or the main thing, ninety-nine percent. The main thing, the thing, the main thing was, I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't disappointed. Good. So yeah, I was very impressed. Um, yeah, the other thing I was going to say, just and I forgot, and I didn't get around to saying it, but you know your iPod issues. <laughs> yeah. Uh, somebody else suggested, why don't you, you know, do a Kickstarter like Double Fine did? You know, you know, stick one no, on. No, I'm not going to beg people to buy me an iPod. That's <laughs> a care. great idea. They're the only people who care. I don't even care. It works for what I need it for. Jeez. Maybe, maybe I can do one for the iPad. Yeah, yeah. Kickstarter for an iPod. Yeah, if you want to give people money for tech, give Chinny money for an iPad. He actually so cares. Weird. I don't give two. Sh- Wait. Hang on a second. David Cross, what do you think? Like anybody f***ing gives a shit. <laughs> it's a bit, like, I have no shame in it either. I'll, I'll happily beg for that. But you you see, you can't play Hero Academy. You see, you can't play that. I don't care that. about Hero Academy. I've got games sitting on my Xbox shelf. I have two <laughs> games from Gamefly I haven't been able to play in weeks. Uh... 
Because I'm yeah, busy but, doing stuff. It doesn't matter that I can't play these games on the iPod or iPhone. I'll play them in like two years. Well, keep your knickers on. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> I've got my knickers on. They got Gears of War all over them. Oh, my God. Um, but yes, Mass Effect 3 is now my first pre-order of the year. So I have oh, snap. Wow. Yeah, I was like, oh. oh That was an awful recording. What was it? Oh, I know. But you get what you can take on YouTube. I guess. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was that impressed. I've sort of gone, well, I would have I probably bought it day one anyway, but I definitely am now <laughs> after playing the demo. I was like, yes, I'm totally invested in this stuff that's going on. Although there was, there was something that happened in the demo that I thought was a bit like, too staged if you know what i mean and you'll know what i mean when you play the game or you play the demo oh, i know what you mean now oh wait no i don't well it was something where they were trying too hard to elicit an emotional response from you a video game trying too hard to emotion elicit emotional response no yes and the it, sad music plays and you start bubbling like a girl it was it was a bit like that it was like it was almost too much you know you're just like oh god oh my god you know like have you have you ever seen american idol uh not really yeah and you know they always have like somebody who's mum was in a car accident and lost both her legs and the dad see, had, had cancer or whatever and they have all the sad music and it's like and making fun of people who had horrible tragedies oh, going but, on but they always they always like have it on and it's always the last person to audition and it's like yes. It, yes. it was like a video game equivalent of that <laughs> sort of. it's Mass Effect you're talking yeah, about yes oh, right, okay. yeah there was a bit of a video game equivalent of the trying to milk everything for all it's worth sort of thing you know father but, yeah, yeah but it was but that was only a small criticism you know overall it was really well done so which it can't be said of the last Templar demo that I played. Listen up, you cafard bastards. Oh, has, has any uh, either of you played this demo? Oh, the last Templar? The last Templar. Templar. I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. Last Templar, oh, you know, like this, all this game, uh, uh, if this No, no. This, all I that can ass- tell this game's going to be awful. <laughs> Assassin's Creed stuff, it'd be brilliant. Oh, my God. There's it, people on Twitter talking about Chris Brown can beat me up anytime. You people are sick. <laughs> anyway, um, the last Templar, yeah, it's quite possibly the worst demo I've played in years. And I, I think I said that about another game the other week. What game was that? We played one the other week that was awful, didn't we? Well, this this was probably more awful for, than whatever that game was that I can't remember because it was. Amy. Yes, Ginny, you're absolutely right. This is worse than Amy. That's the game I was trying to. Wow, think. that's pretty harsh. It is okay. Let's get to this, right? I don't know. I don't even know. I've never heard of the developers, first of all, which is always a bad sign. They, I, I'm, I'm getting the impression that the sort of European of some description, because this game has got the worst lip syncing I have ever seen in any game ever. It's, do you know those old Chinese kung fu movies, right? 
Well, obviously, they say a line of dialogue, but the mouth carries on moving after they've finished speaking. Oh, and it's starts... dubbed over very badly. Well, yeah. this is exact, But it's, it's not dubbed over. It's like, you know when you get, like, an old marionette? You know, like a wooden marionette? And yeah. it's, it's only the bottom bit of the jaw that moves, but nothing else moves. Yeah. That's how the mouths open and close in the cutscenes and in the actual gameplay. And it, it's not even lip-synced at all. It just moves up and down until the dialogue line's finished and that, then it just stops about a second afterwards. It is truly awful. The combat was terrible. The, just everything about it was awful. It was like a really old PS2 game. And I, yeah. I, don't, I think even that's really insulting to the PS2, to be honest. It, it really is that terrible. I'd love to know what this. I don't know how long it's been out, but I'd love to know what score he got on Metacritic because I, I would tell you what, it's awful. You, this, you know, you know when uh, what's it called? The Last Templar. The Last Templar, I think. Or the First Templar? Or is it the first? I don't know. It's something to do with Templar. I oh, know the First Templar. Right. Oh, that's Trump it. Well, which so, still rubbish. It's, it's developed by I can't even pronounce games. A Bulgarian video game developer. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Uh, and they've they're responsible for such classics as Tropico Three. Oh well, that was quite good though. That's been that got quite good reviews, didn't it? That's the Grand Ages Rome. Yeah, you see, I think they should stick to strategy games. Maybe that's where their forte is because they were quite well reviewed those games. But this is terrible. Fort. Yeah, awful. I mean, even like the graphics, the textures look. Awful, you know. It just it just looks bad. It plays bad, and it's it's all kinds of bad. Really it's bad. It's just generally bad. bad. Um. So yeah, I've been playing that. I've been playing more Catherine, and still loving that. And I'm on night six now, so I'm I'm making my way through that quite steadily. Really. <sighs> it's great. I love it. Absolutely. This is the exact opposite of that game. This is great. <laughs> you know, this is just everything I love about games. I, I choose not to engage in this conversation. It's just, it's truly great. I just, it just gets crazier and crazier, and I'm just loving the craziness. It's just completely crazy. I love it. I love the story. I, I, I am quite enjoying the the challenge of the, you know, the puzzle sections of the nightmare mode, because when you get to that exit at the top. You feel such relief and elation that you've made it without being killed. It's it's cool, man. That's what you want to feel when you play the video game, isn't it? Suppose I might also like to have a good story, interesting. Well, the story is very good, and the characters are extremely. (laughs) You you have. I haven't played it. I don't know, but you're basing your opinion on Chris on a very small part. Am I in love with Catherine, or am I in love with Catherine? Mm, I can't decide. Well, there's so much more to it than that. You know, that is such I'll a take small your word snippet. for it. It's such a small snippet. Seriously, but, you should just move on, because you're not going to get a good answer out of me. I know. What do you think, Chini? Maybe Chini will say something. Even the least bit intrigued in playing this game. Catherine? Yeah. No. Ah, oh, see, you two, you're just rubbish. You know nothing Peter. about You know nothing about video games, I tell uh-huh. you. Um, but yeah, I'm still loving that. So I, I'm, I'm quite, and I keep, I know that I, it's a good video game for me when I'm playing other stuff. But I'm thinking about that game whilst I'm playing other stuff. Does well, that, that make means, sense? Uh, well, that all that means is that you're clearly ill. 
<laughs> but it's it's that sort of I'm playing someone else, but really I'm thinking I should be playing Catherine because I want to get back to playing that. I don't want to be playing this, but I'm playing this because I said I would or whatever. Uh, which brings me on to the next game, you know, and I love Hawks and I do. Um, but I was be- I've been playing some more Dead Island with him, but you know I was thinking about Catherine, so I felt like I was cheating on him in my head, you know, because obviously I was playing with him, but I'd rather have been playing with Catherine. Now that sounds a bit rude, uh, but yes. Dead Island, and I really enjoyed it, so, you know, it was fine, because I actually really enjoyed it. That game is great. I'm really impressed with it. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's some janky stuff going on. The map is just the worst map ever. And it, yeah. does, it does this strange thing. If you get the, the worst thing it does is if you get split up for whatever reason, because that sometimes quite often happens, you know, because one will run ahead and then someone gets stuck with some zombies and you don't realise, and then they get killed. But sometimes you... I sort of fell... A, beyond the barrier and I couldn't get back the way I'd gone so I had to go around another way in the town uh, but every time he died he obviously respawned to his spawn point and when I died I you know respawned to my spawn point and it would have been nice to have a bit where you could spawn on the on your co-op partner yeah but yeah, does, I remember that, yeah. it doesn't have that so you end up split up then so we were in two completely separate parts of the town but you know through just accidents and just not meant to be in there but um it gets trickier once you get to the town it it the difficulty definitely ramps up a bit doesn't it it's just like god you know those the enemies get harder and there's those, those like i don't even know what they're like in big straight jackets huge things they're rock they are but um yeah enjoying it it was it's a lot of fun to play and uh i, I think they've got so many things right and then some real glaring things wrong which is just a bit weird because it's like for instance if it, while i was playing on my own before he arrived it was like uh such and such body is in the in the same part of the game as you just play press left on the d-pad to join yeah. his game yeah super flawless yeah and it just and i did it just to see it, and it was like instant i was yeah. in his game just uh, the black and then you're in yeah and it, it just works so brilliantly well with that stuff like that, you know. And, and people joining your game is super smooth. It doesn't. If someone leaves the game, it doesn't reset you or anything. They just go. And even that's really cool to do that, you know. It's um, it just works so well. They they have got the co-op perfect. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean. And and even the game is fun to play. We had a lot of fun running around and upgrading weapons and seeing what you get. And Jesus Christ, there are so many missions to do. It's just like every person you speak to, they've got a mission for you, and you end up with bloody hundreds of missions to do. And we've done some of the story stuff, and the story stuff is definitely trickier than the than the side stuff. But um, I think it's good. I really like it. It is. I like it. I think yeah. it's a good, it's a good game. But very like it, when it came out, like people just kind of forgot about it quickly, and I think it deserved a bit more than that. Yeah, I think it does. I think, you know, they've, they've, they've not achieved everything, but they've achieved a massive amount. Cause Super satisfying, isn't it? It gives you that, yeah. that good kind of like, Definitely. wow, let's take on lots of zombies by your hands. There's something cool about that. And some of the dismemberment is pretty gruesome, and I like that. You know, it's sort of some cool finishing moves. I tend to try and kick people to death more than use your weapons, so you can save them for a bit longer. If you get them on the floor, just kick them until they die. Yeah. No, well, we... have you done that thing where I said ages ago where you just break both their arms and they're just kind of dangling around? Yeah, we've seen that. That's it. I've got to say, it works. the hit detection is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. You know, it does detect where you're hitting people pretty well. Um, and then the last thing I've played this week is uh, Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. I mentioned that I got this for the iPod last week. And I finally got to playing it. And super impressed with that game. 
It's really, really well done. I mean, it's a DS game. I've never played it. I played the... It's by the same people who did um, Phoenix Wright um, and th- those sorts of games. So they did this one afterwards. And Objection! Yeah. And, it, it, and I love that game. And this game is sort of like that, but it's more of a puzzle game. So basically you're a, a guy... I mean, it's even just the way the whole game starts off. So it starts off and you're a dead person. Right. And then this... Um, disembodied voices telling you that you're dead and you, you can actually possess inanimate objects. So the game works around you manipulating stuff in the like area that you're in to stop stuff from happening, if that makes any sense. Oh, and sense. one of the cool other sort of powers that you have, and, and this is what it plays on a lot. So basically this girl in the opening scene gets killed. And then when you possess her body, because she's only just been killed, you can turn back time four minutes. So you can go back four minutes in time and then do things differently to save her the second time around. And it's, and it's proper cool how it all works. And it's all time, so you, there's some pressure on to sort of do everything you need to do, but really satisfying to do. And they've, like I said, the first two levels are for free, and then obviously you pay. I don't know how much I'm going to be paying, but I think I'm going to be paying when I get to the end of the second level in the game, because, uh, yeah, really enjoying that. I'm liking a little mobile gaming. And, and that's about it for me, really, this uh, week, or should I say, this last four days <laughs> because that's how long it is since we recorded the last uh, show so not very long and Chini's not been here for two weeks has he really so I would assume you've played loads of stuff not really <laughs> uh, well I have been playing a little bit of stuff uh, I played we've already mentioned this game I played Amy oh right okay I thought you know can't be that bad yeah, you know, can. Yeah, you can. Copy that bad. How bad could it be? Jesus Christ, that game is bad. Um, but ultimately, like, I mean, I've heard so many bad things about this game. I was, I went in kind of thinking. You right, had very low expectations, I expect. Yeah. And I thought, oh, like, this, this is going to be the worst ever experience. And look, like, I heard the controls were the worst thing, and they are really bad. Uh, but, like, it. I just for some reason thought, oh, this isn't this isn't even going to be playable. This is going to be a right laugh. Uh, I mean, but it was playable. I just think I don't know what they were thinking. They they must have played it if they made it, right? <laughs> You'd think. You'd think. <laughs> um, maybe they thought. My only kind of thought process behind this is like maybe they purposely or not purposely, but thought, well. People liked it in Resident Evil when the player had tank control, so it's not such a bad thing that uh, we have shitty controls. Maybe people will find it more intense if you can't turn around as quickly. But that seems like a very silly thing to do. And it's, um, like, if, even if the controls were good, it's pretty boring. You know, like, I, I, I didn't really care about the little girl or, or anything. But it was. It didn't help that the voice acting was so terrible as well, because it, it made you not care. Because you were just like, "God, that's awful." You know, I mean, it, like, uh, not even the first cutscene is at a good frame rate. You know, it's like very choppy. Graphics aren't great. This this is the opening to the game. You know, you just talked about Mass Effect Three, which we all know is going to be a good game, which really isn't a game that needs a strong start because we know that it's going to be great anyway. But it still hits you with a 
a brilliant, you know, bang, and it impresses you. Like, the, the, the opening scene to this is she's on a train, and it's... I mean, they could have cut, like, 90% of the dialogue in this, and you still would have known as much as you did. Yep. Uh, it's just ridiculous, really. Uh, yeah, and then you, you have to climb up ladders and stuff to, like, switch platforms. And the the the, the, the one that, thing that's so frustrating is it's so slow to get her to go up the ladder, go down the ladder, switch this, switch that. And you, sometimes you go down the ladder and you don't mean to go. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It makes it really boring. So uh, it's just a big no. I did play um, Syndicate. All right, okay. Yeah, I played that. I loved it. Oh, I, I loved it as well. well I had yeah, major yeah, issues with lag it. on the PS3. So I'm well, you shouldn't play it on the PS3. Well, I, that's what I downloaded it on. I ain't talking about that. Weird I ain't talking about that PS3. Well, the aesthetic I, is really cool. I, I, I really liked it. I, the, the only thing I didn't like about it too much was the the controls feel a bit shaky for no reason. You know, like in it's not clear exactly what to do when you first start playing it. I took it as a a demo that I had to play multiple times. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I I played it and I was like, I don't quite know what's going on. I reckon if I played this a couple more times, I would get it. Um, and I, I only played it once, but I really enjoyed it. Really thought that the the co-op worked well. Yeah. And the the guns felt good, and uh, yeah, like I said, like the controls feel a bit shaky. So, you know, you, you shoot things like and it moves unnecessarily. It kind of like Killzone did. You know, like the, the kind of gun mm-hmm. moved everywhere, and I felt yeah. that was a, there's a bit, pro, bit a bit of that in there. But overall, I thought it was. Can you really can cool. you imagine that mixed with really terrible lag? <laughs> it's just like oh my god! But yeah. I need to download it on the 360 and give it another whirl, or try it again on the PS3 and just see whether it was just my internet playing up that Maybe. night. Could have been that day or something. Yeah, but, uh, I, I really liked it. The only thing about co-op games is you seem to go through them really quickly. Yeah, that's true. Because everybody's just running and you don't really take anything in. So like, if they can find ways to kind of slow you down. I think Gears of War works well in Cold because there's it's a lot of a, it's a lot more slower game. You have to go in cover and some of the battles I mean there's no it's not run and gun, is it? It's kind of run, run and then stop for a bit while you try and kill as many people that, and then go. Uh whereas like first person shooters are shoot shoot run shoot run shoot run shoot and you don't really stop for a lot. So I think they need to slow you down a bit, which would be nice. Uh there's a thing called the dart overlay which basically is the heat sensor I got, Duke. I don't know if you use that. No, I was only healing people. That was my main thing. But I love the fact that you can heal people from a distance. That was so cool. Distance. You yeah. see, I mean, there's been a lot of comparisons to Brink, you know, but Brink, that yeah. works. Right. I mean, would you, would you say that's true? I mean, because I didn't play enough yeah, of it to really fair. really see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can see where that would come in. Because I, I was healing as well. The missions were more, I mean, you're playing against AI. Whereas in Brink, you're playing against other teams. Not yeah. not always, though. You could play against the AI as well, which was similar, I think. I guess. But it just never seemed like there was a point to playing against the AI. No. The the, uh, the healing from a distance, though, Nick, that was, that was really cool. Because at one point, that's all I was doing. And you get quite a lot of like, XP for that. Oh, sure. So, um, uh, I, think, I think that was... Uh, that was a, a positive, and you could do, you could do quite a few things from far away. Like I don't know why, but I shut the shutters above me. I don't really why know why I did it, but I did it. Uh, and I just liked that that you could. It wasn't too concerned about 
you being right next to it or you getting the exact pixel over that pixel to do it. Right, right. Uh, which is which is nice. I think a lot of games get a bit too bothered about that. Borderlands yeah. is one game that really bothers me where you have to yeah, pick up ammo and you just have to look at it right and you're like, fuck um, The only problem with the demo, really, I have is is that, that it might take a few plays. Whereas for me, I, I didn't mind that. I was actually like looking forward to playing it again because I thought, you know, I want to understand this, but... I didn't play it again, but I I could see myself, you know, maybe doing that. Yeah, I, I just think I just think that maybe someone for for like maybe you, Duke, who if the, if this was in the kind of Skyrim era when it came out, you wouldn't yeah. give it the time of day. So I'm just thinking people who uh, yeah. are more into Skyrim now, or they're playing Reckoning, or they've got some other game going on, they probably would play it. And go, that's pretty good, but I I don't really care at the moment because there's not enough in the demo to hook you in. They don't give you enough to play with unless yeah. you play it a couple of times and you've got to play it and get to know it and a bit of a learning curve there. So I thought it was good, though. I was impressed. Yeah. I was impressed. Uh, and that's pretty much all I've been playing. I haven't played The Darkness 2 yet, even though it's sitting there on the hard drive. I still... Uh, I played Amy instead of Darkness 2. I don't know why. God. <laughs> mm. I, wanted see, I wanted to see how bad it was. I was like, <laughs> let's just get this out the way. And see how bad this 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 thing is. I've I've got the reckoning on there as well. I want to try that. And yeah, I downloaded a lot of demos for the last time I was on my Xbox about two weeks ago. I downloaded loads of demos, and then again I'll just switch it on just to download more demos and think I'll get around to these because they're quick little bite-sized things that can keep me up to date with you know podcasts, so I don't sound like I'm playing. Oh, so. Yeah. So the thing is, you need to the first Templar. Let's get the name right because that's important when the game's out. Downloaded that. Yeah, you you play that. Tell me what you think of that next week because that game is I'm truly I'm awful. Play, I'm gonna play tonight and talk about it on the other discussions. Oh, truly yeah. awful. Yeah. So, Duke, coming to you then. What have you been up to in the last four days? Oh my goodness, what haven't I been up to? Wow. I yeah. So, Kingdoms of Amalur. I was supposed to play this all weekend. I was looking forward to doing nothing else, but. Instead, I wound up writing this story. But it's awesome. People should totally read my story. It's called Agoraphobia. It's the best thing I've ever written. I'm so happy with how it turned out. Anyway. That's, you're not um, being Barton, Barton think about that. I was like, I think this is the, be- the best thing I've ever don't written. Don't me, Fink. If your opinion mattered, I guess I would resign and let you run the studio. But it doesn't and you won't. And the lunatics are not going to run this particular asylum. So let's put a stop to that rumor right now. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, what have I been playing? I've been playing. I have. I did play a little of Kingdoms of Amalur. There's some weird thing where, like, you know, you have a Bioware style uh, choice of uh, dialogue options. There's this weird thing where, when you go to highlight the choice you want, the first time you press A, it seems like it doesn't work. And there's this weird delay. And I don't know if it's a time thing or like you have to press A twice or something. But there's no indication that pressing A does anything the first time. So I don't know. I know CPM's been playing it. So ask him about that, Shinny. I realized that, okay, there's a, Skyrim has a pretty muted color palette, yeah? Yeah. We all agree yeah. on that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The yeah. advantage of that is that anything that is somewhat colorful will stand out, right? So when uh-huh. you're wandering around Skyrim and you see some Nern root... In addition to the fact that it'll hum when you get near it, it stands out in terms of you know the rest of the world around it. So it's easy to tell what you're supposed to harvest, right? Kingdoms of Almalor, you may remember from the demo, the stuff you can harvest is all glowing. And it seems like that's one of the downfalls of having a very bright, vivid color palette, which this game does have, is that... It, you can't tell what you're supposed to harvest in terms of the plants. So they need to add something to it. And in this case, they add that silly-looking glow to some of the plants to let you know, hey, you can harvest this. And I just thought that was a little silly. Um, eh. 
Apparently, I got a special we- uh, weapon from the demo. Uh, it makes me Kratos from Gears of War or God, uh, God of War because like I have these blades that are on fire, and I'm just like, Rah! and they're like a distance weapon. So I feel like a total badass now. Whereas you know, before I was sneaking around using the daggers and stuff. Now I have these spinning fire blades. And, Rah! <laughs> Don't mess with me. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's as far as I'm, I'm i'm not even to the same place i was in the i'm a little further than i was in the demo now um i played about another hour so uh you know there's a lot of missions which is awesome uh the mini map kind of even even looks like the mini map from uh sacred 2 which makes me very happy because you know there's all these circles everywhere where i'm supposed to go and what i'm supposed to do so i'm liking it i'm really having fun with it well you said you wanted hundreds of side missions you're gonna get them <sighs> hell yeah baby I played Full House Poker with a bunch of people. The play date was awesome. So shout outs to Metric Pizza and Duff Stuff and Master Zulu and Filthy and Jimmy Sideburns and Dave150771. Uh, that was a lot of fun. So cheers to them. So how did you do? Come on, how did you do? I did okay. I won. Uh, there was one big. There was one. There's, okay, first of all, we were in a public room and there was this. We were having some fun. We were just playing a few hands. And then this guy came in, and there are some people on Full House Poker who will do this thing where they'll just go all in at the beginning of the hand. Fully and they're tactics. hoping they'll bet everything they have. Yeah. And they're just yeah. hoping that everyone else will quit out or, you know, uh, fold or just they'll bet and they'll somehow win by pure luck. Well, that's There's called bluffing, isn't it? it all. What's that? <laughs> it's called bluffing. Well, it's not. Supposedly. In order to bluff, you need to establish that sometimes you're bluffing and sometimes you're not. These people, they're always just going all in, and they want to force everyone else to either fold immediately or take the same gamble that they're taking. And it's, it makes it a very different game. They, on Full House Poker, people refer to it as playing bingo because you're just hoping that you magically have the right cards. Rather than I'm going to play strategically and you know expect that I probably have the top hand or whatever it is, so it just it was so annoying. So he just kept doing it every hand, and he mostly lost. So we were just like, "You're an idiot, a. You're losing all your money to us, and b. This isn't poker anymore. You're just playing bingo." So we had to leave and go to a private room. That was annoying. Screw you, dude. That we met on the internet. Uh, it's always like that when you meet people on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I won. There was one big hand that I won, and I got a lot of money from it. I was like, "Woo!" So I ended up ahead of the game. That was fun. But as Filthy says, he's now kicking my ass in words with friends to make up for the fact that I took his money in Full House Poker. So, well, if it's, if it's any, I was going to say, if it's any consolation, uh, I've been playing um, Hero Academy with him. Uh, first game I played with him, but it's only the second game I've played. But I was pretty much beating his ass. Oh yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll get a bit of revenge for you there. Yes, thank you. Good. I will try my best. Yes, thank you. Good. Well, there's other things here. Let's see. Shank 2. I've been playing Shank 2. Is that out? And, uh, I didn't even know Shank. that was out. I if y'all played the first one. Yeah, I played the demo for the first one. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I like it. It's a good game, and this is as good as the first one. You know, there's some extra stuff. It's nothing radically different. It's just... Uh, you know, this it's a side-scrolling brawler. It's really fun. The nice, the thing I think they do very well. And I'm pretty sure they did this on the first one too. The demo ends right as you're about to kill the boss, and and you're so it's so tempting to just be like, yes, I'll buy it, but I didn't. And uh, yeah, 
It's fun, yeah. but I'm not. I I never finished the first one, so I have the first one. I bought the first one, ah. but I only got I don't know a third of the way I through. Remember the, I remember being excited for the first one, then just not liking. Yeah. It's good. It's just not the best game ever. And uh, I, I think I think the problem problem for me when I played the first one was it got old really quickly. It was sort of interesting to begin with, and then got a bit boring. You know, once yeah. you'd sort of done the same thing over and over again for a while, you were like, "No, oh, bored of this now." And that was the issue I had with it. Then I played Gotham City Imposters. Oh, what did you think of that? I liked it. I thought it was fun, but I was annoyed by the fact that they go. Oh, you should create a Warner Brothers ID. And it made me realize, hey, game developers, you need to stop with every different game. They want, every company wants me to make a different online account. It's so annoying. Don't do that. If I want to, I mean, ah, ah, stop. But what, I mean, putting that aside, what did you think of the actual game itself? Though? The game was good. I didn't get to play it very much, but uh, I will go back to it because it's fun. I had a good time with it. And, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Is that your review noise for it's, it? You know what? It's, it's exactly as you described it. I don't have anything to really add about it. Uh, it's, uh, it's fun. It's decent. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, I mean, I don't know. Like You were going on and on about it. I found it to be okay. I, I don't think I played it enough to really have much of an opinion. But eh. Put that on the box. <laughs> yeah. What do you I think? I don't know. It's kind of good. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I was I was just impressed with its art style. I think more than and just the concept yeah. of it. You know, I mean, underneath, oh, no doubt about it. Underneath all of that stuff, it's just a standard, you know, first person shooter. But I mean, you know, the monolith guys know how to do shooters well. All the aiming works really, really well on it. You know, and it it just feels tight. You know, and I think it's it's interesting. I mean, we've talked about this before. How. You know, one developer could make a first-person shooter and then someone who's not very good at it. And the difference between the aiming mechanics and how it feels and how you turn and all that stuff is so obviously different, but you can't believe they can be that different to each other. And I I think that's what this game does really well. It it sort of, everything just works really slickly, you know what I mean? And and I just love all all the silly gadgets you can use. You know, yeah. so it's not a bog standard. You know, it's got a few twists and turns along yeah. the way. And I'm not, I mean, that's the thing is I'm not going to use those gadgets. Like when I play a team deathmatch as a shooter, I'm going to play it as a shooter. So for me, it's six of one, half dozen of the other. Oh, so there's no grappling hook for you then is not to get around. Well, and... I mean, you know, that's a good way to get around, but I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, it's okay. <laughs> and that's it for you. Is it nothing else? Pretty much. Oh, that's. I mean, that's good. Skyrim down the basement. The PS3 patch came out. That was cool. Oh yeah, the one point four. About that. Oh, by the way, did did they actually identified what caused the issue? Do you know what caused the issue with, no, with what the was PS3? It? Okay, listen, you're gonna love this, and this is a reason. Oh, what was the issue? This is a reason I have not had any problems. What was the issue? If you bought a house in the game, which I haven't done, right? It was the algorithm that controlled your bookshelves in your house. Really? Yeah. Really? Yes. It was the bookshelves? It was the bookshelves really? in a house that you oh owned. Oh, that's ridiculous. How what the hell? The problem? What was it, the problem? It was taking up. For some reason, it was something to do with the, the way it handled the memory on on properties that you owned. And it was, I can't even remember, some weird reason, but it was it was to do with the, the bookshelves in your house. And basically, it was using too much RAM up to look after your bookshelves or something ridiculous like that. Wow. And then it, it couldn't cope with doing everything else in the game so it, it couldn't render everything else properly because of your bookshelves 
basically. It was just a really weird thing, and that explains why I never had the issue, because I never bought a house in the game. So it does make sense, because I never had any issues at that all. That doesn't make sense. It makes no s- I mean, it makes well, sense. No, it makes sense I didn't have the problems, though. Yeah, but that's the weirdest reason to have horrible slowdown with dragon fights. Yeah. It's like then, in real life, hey, wait, Mr. Dragon, <laughs> uh, what? oh, it's my books at home. That's but then... But then I guess it makes sense in some respects because that game is so gigantically massive that something as stupid as that could affect everything Hard else. Hard to tell what would affect what, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something that's like crazy. That. Yeah. But that's what I heard anyway. Whether that's true or not, I did read that somewhere that that was the issue. It was something to do with yeah. bookshelves in, that, in, a, in an owned house. And I think that was a statement from Bethesda. That's what they came out with and said what was, yeah, what was causing it. Oh, but but didn't affect the 360 version. It was only the PS3 version that was affected. Which what is love? Is weird. Baby, don't hurt me. Which is Eric weird. singing that. I have no uh, idea. I don't know. That's just Chini. He does stuff like that every now and again. You're a weirdo. <laughs> He's a weirdo, isn't I'm he? I'm a weirdo. You look at all that thing. He's said. a weirdo. I don't know. Talking about pocket tickets there, so you have this interesting conversation for a video game <laughs> podcast. What, what is it? love? <laughs> Baby, don't hurt me. So anyway, moving on. What a dance? Moving on. No? Okay. Moving on. Jason Jason Gallagher, Gallagher told me off because he said we weren't meant to play Loot Fest. That was just chucked into his email. That's not the game he was advising us. That's right. Uh Uh-huh. The game he was advising us to play was Little Racers Street. Not to be confused with Street Racers, which isn't really a game. Well, little Racers. Yeah, Little Racers Street. So, we passed this one on to Vlados to see what she thought of this, because obviously she wasn't overly keen on Loot Fest, and we were a bit... Uh, no, she was, and she got drunk. Yeah, and she got drunk and sounded like Max Headroom. Yeah. So, let's see what she thought of this game this week, then. you got to admit, that was pretty cool, Chinny. That was very funny. What? When Vlados got drunk. Yeah, I yeah. get that far. Oh, man, you oh, got to listen to that. No, it was great. It was great. Come on. Yeah, what's the matter with you? All right, Vlados, this week, here we go. You ready? Ready. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. Me apart. Me apart. <laughs> you are tearing me apart, Lisa. All right, I'll stop that now. <laughs> hey, I didn't get to play my intro. Did you ever introduce me, Stu? I don't know whether I did it now. Introduce me podcast is. Duke. Uh, Duke. That was low key. He's awesome. By the, by the way, by the way, did you get the video I sent you that Hawkson sent me of the yeah the original where, yeah where the saxophone thing comes from yeah huh, that was kind of funny yeah the year the. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's definitely that's not it. Step <laughs> mix up the room. All right, here's Vladas. Indie <laughs> game review. Review. Hello, everyone. I want to apologize for that drunken rampage on last week's show. What was I thinking? Anyway, rest assured it will never happen again. I have had my sobriety circuits replaced and I received an upgrade to my submission cortex. I am happy to play whatever game Stu tells me to play, even if it's an RPG where you can't save. This week's game comes to us from Milkstone Studios, 
the makers of Avatar Ninja and Zombie Football Carnage and Motor Heat. Remember that game, where you just drive forever, avoiding cars? That was pretty cool, right? Well, this week it's Little Racers Street, an isometric top-down racing game. It's got lots of cars and several tracks, and it's a good bit of fun. Hey, for 80 points you could do worse. The controls are decent, even though the cars slide quite a bit, and gameplay is fun. There's some online multiplayer, but it's an indie game. Don't expect much there. Little Racer Street is 80 Microsoft points on Xbox Indie Games. Vlados out. There you go. I mean, these guys have made a lot of games. You know, yes, these... They They've been busy. I mean, they're probably one of the most prolific indie game developers on the on the Xbox Live, and they made some fairly solid games. They've made some interesting ones that I've enjoyed playing. Um, for me, I thought this would this were and and what I liked about it the most, I guess, is that I wanted to keep getting better because the first time I raced, I was absolutely terrible, and I came last. And then each time I'd played it again, I got a little bit further up the field and was getting better at cornering and working out the best way to use the nitro and stuff like that. There is nothing to tell you what you're supposed to do. That's the only thing. It doesn't tell you which button's nitro. It just keeps going, use nitro. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then I figured out it was, uh, I think it's the B button, isn't it? I was like, oh, that's what you press for that. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I quite liked it. I thought it looked good. I thought the aesthetics were really well done. Uh, it was totally crazy, you know, because there's a lot of cars on that track and you're trying to get to the front. Uh, and it was sometimes a little hard to keep track of your vehicle, when you were certainly when you were amongst all the other ones, but he did this quite cool, neat thing of putting a little outline around your car so you could see it easier amongst the mix. But I thought it was it was pretty good actually. I've got to say, much better than Loot Fest, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. What did what did well, you think, Duke? Much. Yeah, what did you think? Um, yeah, it was good. I mean, you know, it was okay. The cars slide around a little bit, um, but it was uh, yeah. I, I had fun with it. I, I didn't buy it, but uh, I, you could do worse to get a racer on the indie games. It's pretty decent. Yeah, I yeah. liked it. I liked it. So, Ginny, what did you think? I'm going to read out my exact notes. Uh-oh. Hard to see what you can't drive over. Yeah, uh, that is true. Yeah, you did bump into lots of things. You bumped into things. You, you thought you, that you could go over the curb, but apparently the car can't go over a curb that's three inches high. Anyway, um, and also my next bullet point is hard. And then under that, I've got the word pretty good circled yeah so what changed it from what what made it pretty good then i just you know those were the i just write negative things and then how many <laughs> negative things i write uh uh it equals kind of like okay, i think of the game this is yeah. god's plan he's put us here to defend the camp isn't he this is our jihad think about it i'm mistaken no, 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 listen that's the devil he's in your brain giving it the wassa wassa don't listen to him oh i love that film yeah, I've not seen it. Um, oh, it's so crazy! Play the very, play the very start, dude. Exactly. <laughs> it's brilliant. Okay, play the very start. Hey, you don't believe in kafar bastards? I'm going to change. Uh, the no, no. What? What's with the gun? <laughs> the best bit is the bit with a rocket launcher. Oh my yeah. god, I laugh so much when it's so brilliant. Oh no. my god! Yeah, you need to watch that, Duke. It's very, very funny. Oh my! It's my, it's my finished with Abby, so maybe I will. It's God, that's boy, um, it's it's only uh, it's, it's it's a film that that's a film, but uh, it's made by a man called Chris Chris Morris. 
It's called Four Lions. It's made by Chris yeah. Morris. And Chris Morris isn't scared of being politically incorrect. And it is uh, so politically incorrect, it couldn't be more politically incorrect if he tried, really. That's the, that, that first bit of the, the, the clip there is the first bit of the film. And he goes, yeah. uh, listen up, you fat bastards. And it's just like <laughs> sets it off straight away. Brilliant. Uh, I love the bit at the beginning when he's got the gun and he goes, but but the gun's a bit small and he's like, yeah, well, if you zoom the camera in a bit, they'll think it's a full size <laughs> one. Because it's, it's yeah. proper proper replica, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Big hands, big hands. <laughs> what do you mean replica? Yeah. Uh, it looked at the part, don't it? It's brilliant. I've got Desert Eagle point five zero down the side of my gun. <sighs> You've got All right, moving on. on, moving the, on. Of the middle of the show. Yeah, in the middle of the show. Yeah, I just want to start off because a few weeks back I mentioned the game called Dear Esther, uh, which was coming out on Steam, which is a mod using the Half-Life 2 engine. Re-release of the 2008 game, Dear Esther. Yeah, yeah. Well, it began as 2008, yeah, as a Half-Life mod, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, it's, um, it's finally come out and the reviews are in. And the one at Kotaku is quite interesting because he says, uh, Dear Esther is a terrible video game. He said, mm. which, which would be a problem if Diarassa was a video game. Mm. So basically, they're saying that it's unlike anything you'll ever play. And it's not really a game at all. Because basically, all you do is wander around this island trying to piece together the story bit by bit. So, uh, and he said that the things he doesn't like, he said it's a bit wordy. It's like they've swallowed a thesaurus and used everything for the narrator in the game. So there's that, and but all but at the end of it, he said it's kind of cool. So it should at least check it out for something that you'll never play anything like it. So if you have a PC that'll run this, it isn't very expensive. I think it's a, a little bit sort of, you know, a bit pretentious from what I can gather. But it's only about six dollars or seven dollars, so it's not going to break the bank to play. And it looks gorgeous, apparently. So if you want to play something that's very aesthetically pleasing, which would be up my alley if I had a computer that would run it. I think I will give it a whirl. I mean, would you? Would that review be interested in playing something like this? Stuart, please nope. stop whining about minor aesthetic details. Yeah, that's not really a sort of game, but just a wandering around an island, piecing together a story. Oh boy, where do I sign up? Yeah, uh, isn't that what Mist is? Well, <laughs> Shut you up. know, interestingly, when I was True, reading, but you're not supposed to say it. When I was reading this review, it made me think of Mist, but on an on an island. Yeah, it did make me think of that. Well, Mist is on an island. What are you talking about? No, but you know what I mean. That's what it made me think of. It made me think of sort yeah, of well. Mist. So you know, maybe you would like it, Duke. Maybe it would be your cup of tea. Do you understand what he's trying to say? It made him think of it. Yeah, made me think. Do you understand? Think. I don't think you, you understand, get Duke. I do. I don't think you understand. I don't oh, understand. Bastard. I don't think no. you get it. I don't think you get what I'm saying to you. So, yeah, so that's kind of good. Um, I have got some interesting stuff on Skyrim for you, Duke. <gasps> interesting stuff on Skyrim. Yay! Yeah. I had this last week, but obviously we just talked about being addicted to games. And we should mention this to Chini. We find out, you know, what's your, you know, when you're playing normally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. What's your average sort of gameplay time would you say on a weekly basis and would you consider yourself addicted to games i think i am addicted to games um but i because I, I always feel like i don't play them enough when really i play them plenty and i think that is safe to say that's an addiction um 
But I think they, there's such a thing called uh, as healthy addictions. You can still be addicted to something and you know, and, and not necessarily be um, doing things you regret for them. Uh, how many hours? Uh, I'm never good at maths. Uh, maybe. Well, I'm normally playing. 15 to 20 hours. Yeah, so fair amount. What about on a bad week? Like, as well, in, I don't mean as in bad Zero. As in, no, I mean a bad week as in when you play what you feel is too many. Oh, the opposite. Uh, see, uh, that proves I'm addicted to games because I think a bad week is when I don't <laughs> when play. when you've not played enough. Uh, <laughs> I'd say, I mean, I mean I, I've done 12 hours in one go. Yeah. yeah. That was Alan Wake. I did Alan Wake in 12 hours. Uh, I suppose... Uh, probably like 30, 40. Yeah. I could do, like, that. that's obviously a week where there's not a lot going on. Uh, but fortunately, I'm not in that situation at the moment. So there's plenty of stuff going on in my life. So I'm grateful of that. That's a fair amount, isn't it? But the thing is, when, there's, when I've got stuff to do, I don't, I, I'm sensible enough to kind of make sure that I do that stuff first. Like, for example, you know, what I've been doing, which is work and doing a master's degree at the same time. I could have played my Xbox a lot because when I'm at home, I'm not doing work, obviously, but uh, I, I've had a, like, you know, like assignments to do and an essay to write and everything. So, yeah. No, so. Uh, quite a lot by the sounds of it. But luckily, the essay did, was partially about video games as well, so I could put that in there. So, so you were fine, you see? Yeah, so I was writing about stuff. Cause the good thing about a master's degree is you, you can kind of pick up your own subjects so obviously i pick uh stuff i know about well that's about yeah. it Sounds Move on. hello oh, yeah. good evening and welcome to the middle of the film god this show feels like the most disjointed show we've ever done pancakes Anyway, yeah, like at, at Dice 2012, um, Todd Howard from Bethesda Game Studios uh, showed a highlight reel of mods the studio built for the Elder Scrolls uh, during a week-long game jam after the game's I've seen release. This. I've seen this. I know. Uh, features. So what I'm going to do is go through the features and see, Duke, if you would like any of these to have been in the game. You know, because obviously uh, you're our Skyrim expert, so, you know, we should know. You know, you'll know whether you'd have wanted this or not. So, are you ready for these? Yeah. So, first off, uh, seasonal foliage. So, oh, who gives so, a God? Look, yes. look. Like anybody fucking gives a shit. You know, so seriously, this is what people are trying to fix about the game. No, 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 They all got no. Listen, all the developers got together after the game had been released, and then they just gave them all a blank piece of paper and said, "If you could add anything else in or come up with any other ideas to put it, what even worse, people. The first thing they put down, oh, leaves change It doesn't mean say this was the first thing they put down. She's not doing it justice. Stupid thing to put down. As usual, she's not doing it justice, right? Yeah. So what happens? Well, is I've got a list. <laughs> they have a week. They have a week, right, off doing whatever they're doing for the next project, right? And they say to them, "Listen, you know that game that you've been working on for five years? Well, work on it a little bit more, please." Um, yeah. And said, "Like you've got a week, do whatever you want within Skyrim. Like I don't care yeah, what mods. you do, um, just do whatever you want with the tools that we got, um, and maybe we'll have some ideas for DLC." Maybe we'll just get good, some good laughs, and maybe we'll learn something. And that's all they did. And they just let people just go off and do whatever they thought was cool. Whatever they liked. Okay. Yes. 
So next thing up, spears. So spears in the game. Spears. Who cares? Well, I'm just no. You don't have to get angry. I'm just. You ask my opinion. Me. I'm giving you my opinion. Who cares? Okay. Spears in the game. Stu, I think in order to hurry this up, I reckon Duke should just give a statement about each, each one. one. Okay, yeah. here we go. Uh, kill cams for magic and ranged combat. Yes, that would be cool. All right, liking that. You see, we've got a positive one. You see, that's kind of cool. Uh, stealth enhancements such as water arrows. The hell would a water arrow be? I have no idea, but it sounds. Nah, we don't need stealth enhancements. You're either stealthy or you're not. Paralysis runes. Ah, I never use those runes. Who cares? Okay. Uh, new follower commands for combat style and training. I, you know what? I told. I, I don't want to risk my followers dying, so I always leave them at home. <laughs> followers have no impact on me whatsoever. I don't have a follower. I summon a flame matronach, and that's my follower. And then when it dies, I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll summon another one later. Yeah, so that's fine. Uh, being able to build your own home in the game. Yes, I do want more home customization, and I know it's stupid, but you know what? One of these days, I'm going to write something on the site about the importance of home in games, especially games like Skyrim, because our homes are important, right? Like, your home, you make it look nice. You take care of it, right? Because it's your place to go. It's, it's, it's a place that's your sanctuary, and it's true about a home in a video game, too. Even, obviously, on a smaller scale, it still matters, and I like the fact that you can put books up on the shelves in these games, even though, apparently, that broke the PS3 version. So that would be totally up your street, being able yes, to customize I would love to have more decoration, that, that modification is, versions of your home. The, as, as bizarrely as a, and a, a tangent as this is, I, that's what I really liked about Assassin's Creed 2, is that you felt like you had a home in 2. Yeah. Um, like yeah. you, had, you had a mansion. But in Brotherhood and um, Revelations, you don't really have a set home. Nope. So I, I, I really miss that about 2. Yeah, yeah I agree. Moving on. Uh, goblins. Uh, yeah, I'd vote for goblins. That'd be cool. Yeah, so goblins in. So that's it. That's getting some thumbs up as well. I'm impressed. Um, yeah. Waygate Fast Travel. Um, no, we don't need that. You already have regular uh, fast travel. Yeah, I don't know what the... I mean, I guess that would restrict where you could travel from. Yeah, so I think you, they're probably trying to make it like, oh, it's so artificial the way you fast travel now. It should be more realistic because it's using magic. I think the only thing that would be better about that is it would make you explore the world a little bit more, maybe. But I guess you do that anyway, you don't you? do that anyway. Don't yeah, tell me yeah. about exploring the world. 170 hours, man. Just saying, just saying. Um. Mounted combat. Now, no, 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 no. The horses in Skyrim suck. But, There's no point in even having them in the game. But they should have had mounted combat anyway. If you had to ride a horse, you should have been able to fight whilst you were on the horse, shouldn't oh, you? Oh, I know. Is that stupid, stupid anyway. shadow mirror horse kept showing up and I had to kill it. Yeah. Uh, dragon mount. So being able to ride a dragon. Yeah, that would be cool. I see. You're liking that one. See, I could say something about that, but it would include spoilers, so I won't. Okay, here we go. You're going to love this one. By the uh, way, are we ever going to do that go back and talk about Skyrim all for two hours thing? Well, we need, well, we need to, but I, I still have my notes from that. I haven't played I, I'm enough. forgetting all about the game. <laughs> I haven't played. You'll never forget about that I'll game. You'll be, you'll be fine. Um, Connect enabled shouts. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I knew you'd love that one. Oh, my Anybody God. Anybody fucking gives a shit. <laughs> Come on. You know you would want to shout there. Ooh. Rah. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Boring, dumb. <laughs> I do you know what though. You say all that, but I can kind of see you doing it, you. <laughs> no way! What are you talking about? <laughs> you shouting at your telly? I can just see it. Mm, no. 
no. Uh, you come in your wife and be like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm into the game. Roha! <laughs> I love what happened. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, enhanced underwater visuals. Do we care? You know, that wouldn't, I wouldn't be bothered about that. Oh, oh God. The next one I, I kind of like. Ice and fire arrows. So you could have like ice and fire enabled. Well, you have an ice and fire uh, bow. I agree that would be cool to have ice and fire arrows, but you basically have that with the fire bow. You yeah. hit somebody, they light on fire. It doesn't matter that it doesn't look like it's on fire when it's flying through the air. That would look cool. I just, but again, fire. it's aesthetics, isn't it? Fire. Uh, fire. Fire. A werber, whatever the hell that is. Um, werewolf a slash bear. bear. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Uh, I don't... No, it's a bear that's very aware and surrounded. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. Uh, I have no idea how I pronounce this, so I'm just gonna because it's a lycanthrope, isn't it? For a that's the werewolf. Yeah. Well, it's a, a lycanthropy skill tree, so you could. Um. Of... Yeah. I, yeah. I. You know what? I didn't really care for the werewolf thing. I wish you could cure it more easily. Apparently, it's a nightmare to try to cure it, and the only real drawback is that um you don't get fully rested when you sleep, but. It did feel like it's there, but it, there's no real... I mean, it doesn't do much. I, I think a skill tree would be a decent thing to have for the lycanthropy. Yeah, I think the only thing I would say about that is... It seems in these games, if you become a vampire or a werewolf or any of those sorts of things, it is a bloody bitch to get rid of it if you if you let it get hold. Well, you know what? Werewolves and vampires have a fucking tough life, all right? They do, they do. <laughs> yeah. Although... Out of all of these, the next one is the one that I would think would be the Especially coolest. Especially Robert Patterson. Yeah. Would be the coolest. And that's becoming a flying vampire with minions. Yeah, oh, that would be kind of cool. That would be cool, wouldn't it? You could have your own coven of vampires and all that kind of stuff. I think that would be cool. Uh, and then the last one was an enormous mud crab, which they, they had a picture. Yeah, that was, it was really good. It was gigantic. Gigantic. By the way, do you know there's a YouTube video of all of these? Yeah, I know, it's here. Or there's a mod someone made uh, for the PC where they turn all of the mud crabs into Zoidberg. Yeah, so, <laughs> I've seen that, yes. You go attacking it, it's like... Whoop, 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 whoop. It's very cute. Uh, but the final one is Fat Giants. <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, why, not? Why, not? why not? Why not? Fat Giants would be great. Um... Yeah, so, I mean, that's just the things that they were coming up with on the fly, I guess, for a week and just sort of any sort of silly stuff that uh, took their fancy. And yeah. then the other thing, just a quick a quick other bit of news for Skyrim mods, you know, just mentioned those. Uh, someone is recreating the whole of Middle Earth within Skyrim. Wow. So someone's actually... In the midst, yeah, in the midst of doing that. So they're making a, a whole replica of Middle Earth for the Lord of the Rings. Well, people have made um, Hyrule from Zelda in Minecraft. Yeah. Like, so they make the, the Hyrule, the Senez version, you know, as a bird's eye view, as a template, and then they go into it in 3D space, and they go, wow, this is what Hyrule would look like in Minecraft, in 3D. It's pretty amazing what people do. Yeah. Um, okay, moving on. The Last of Us has released some, well, not The Last of Us, but uh, Naughty Dog has released some story details for The Last of Us. And there's been quite a bit of news leaking about this over the last few weeks. Uh, and they've almost more or less said it's definitely coming out this autumn. It's coming out this year, apparently. So they're leading us to believe. Hmm. Yeah, which I'm quite surprised at. If it does, I'll be shocked if it's out this year, this game. But you just never know, do you? You can never tell. 
Um, but anyway, these oh. the, these are the details they've released. Uh, survivors huddled together in a number of military-run safe zones where times are hard and life is cheap. Inhabitants are executed for the most minor of infractions and anyone who screens positive for the virus is immediately euthanized. So, sort of, it's all about... And basically, the, the, the main character, Joel, in the game is a, a bit of a smuggler. So he lives his life by going out into the outside world and getting what he can to bring back to sell. So that's what he is. He's a bit of a dodgy contraband merchant. So that's that's what he's doing. And obviously he has to keep on sort of nipping in and out of these dodgy camps to sell stuff. Um, it takes a job at the behest of a friend to smuggle the girl out of a city for his reasons yet undisclosed. So that's how she comes into it. It's a job for him. Is to get her from one place to another. Um, but it obviously all goes wrong. They're caught outside the walls by soldiers and then everything goes out of control from that point forwards. So, I mean, it sounds kind of cool, doesn't it? I mean, they've not released a lot, but at least the story sounds interesting. You know, and it's, it's definitely going to be good, I think. Yeah. You know, so I, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. And if it, if it, like I say, if it does come out this year, I'll be totally shocked because I didn't think this game was coming this year at all. And I mean, what do you think, Chinny? I mean, do you think it's going to come this year? <sighs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, what does that even mean? <laughs> Still thinking. <laughs> Tough call, yes. man. You no, yes, yes. I'm going with yes. I think yes. This game will come out this year. Wow, I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> he seems too soon. He seems too soon. Um, Sorry, the reason why I didn't know what game it was is because Duke sent me a link to an exact replica of um, the hoverboard from Back to the Future 2. Uh, and yeah. the, the, like, I was, because, like, honestly, since a kid I've wanted a hoverboard. So I saw this and I was like, no, oh, it doesn't actually hover. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> of course it doesn't hover. Oh, they could do it. I'm sure they could make that soon. <laughs> It'll they never do work. It. It's going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's never going to happen. Sorry. I saw this thing on Vsauce where you, they have this floating thing and you can put things on it that are like, as long as it's not <laughs> over a certain weight, right? That's coming. 2015, man. It's coming. And then I could die a happy man. Well, give me a year to play on my hoverboard. Then I'll die a happy man. There you go. You'll die. Do y'all know who Adam Scott is? No idea. Me neither. Anyway, he (laughs) live tweeted the Grammys, and this was it. I'm going to read them all out right now. I'm going to live tweet the Grammys, which I am now watching on DVR for the next 12 seconds. Oh, shut up. Chris Brown sucks. Thanks, everybody. Excellent. (laughs) Um, Also, Roy, on Back to the Future 2... Um, the young star Elijah Wood, right, watches Marty McFly play an arcade game with his hands, with his and hands. then, then, playing? then, like it's like you mean you have to use your hands, which <laughs> yeah. seems They're... like an, an impossible notion back <laughs> in 1987. All right, and yeah, you, you know you can do that no problem. 1987 was when the film was made, not when the film was set. Yes. That's it. right, we get that. Just in case anybody goes, eh, the film was dickhead. I was like, well, listen, son. Actually, it could be 1988. Question. Could be 1988. Yeah, whatever. Um, anyway. So you can put it, basically, what I'm saying is, yeah. in Back to the Future 2, yeah. you can play video games without your hands. You could do that in 2012. All I'm saying is, 
Could. 20, Nobody... 20, 2015 hoverboards. Hoverboards. They're coming. And also, um, <clears throat> Jaws will pop out of uh, some kind of billboard and try and eat you. That yeah, that's... that's uh, and and I've got an interesting tidbit <laughs> on that. Um, yeah. That is a conversation on the deadly premonition, you know, when you're driving in your car and you're talking to yourself. Yeah. Uh, well, you talk about that very thing in Back what? to the Future. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's because it's so cool. Some of the conversations that game are so funny because they're all sort of just like really weird trivia on sort of movies and stuff. Yeah. So it's, they're kind of cool. I, I love that. Anyway, that's... I don't, I don't, while we're on the subject of Back to the Future 2, <laughs> yeah. all right, uh, one of my favourite films is... Like, I thought I was stupid when I was young. And I thought, you know the almanac, right? The 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 book's so thin, right? And I always thought, how do they fit all the results of 50 years in the book? <laughs> and I was like, well, maybe it's, it, it must be me. I must be stupid. They must fit it in some way. Or, I don't know. And then I listened to the commentary on the DVD years later, right? And it just went, obviously, no one, the one thing that no one pointed out we had all these letters about uh, all the mistakes in the film, but no one pointed out that the old monarch was too thin to be. I was like, oh, I, th- oh, I thought that, but I thought that was stupid. <laughs> Damn you, Zemeckis. Yeah, he got you, man. He got, got you. Me. Got me. Um, yeah, what I want to move on to, um, yeah, a couple of weeks, well, it's not a couple of weeks ago, but sort of sometime last week, Duke posted up a story regarding uh, the used game ban on the new Xbox and not being able bam, to play them. Ban, ban, etc. And yeah, a uh, guy from Volition, isn't it? From uh, the Jace, same. Jameson yeah. Dural. Yeah, thinks it's a great idea. He thinks it's a great idea. Um, Let me guess, he's rich enough he doesn't have to have to buy used games. Uh, how did I know? Uh. Well, I know, but look. I mean, would you expect it? Like most developers, and there are, I've got a couple of from developers who disagree with it, but a lot of developers, they'll think this is a good thing because they're going to get all of the revenue, aren't they? Don't know. It's all going Bothered. digital anyway. I yeah. I don't think it matters in some ways. I, I'm, going, I'm with you. It's all going digital anyway. It doesn't matter. But there are some counterpoints just out of interest, uh, which is uh, CD Project uh, disagreed with, with this. And, you know, I mean, Gabe Newell has said this before, you know, and CD Projekt's the same. Their philosophy is give lots of free DLC and and sort of additional stuff to the game once it's released, keep a steady supply of stuff coming, and people will not trade it in. You know, they'll just keep playing it. I mean, what what Valve are good at are making sure that they listen to their fans and give them what they want, Half-Life 3. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's never happening. Not yet, anyway. It is happening, but not yet. You know, it's funny. I saw a, a user on Reddit. Somebody posted a thing that's like, in 10 years, here's what the gaming forum will look like. And there's all this stuff about like people posting, hey, does anybody remember Modern Warfare 3? And all that. my mom dug this out of the attic, like a Kinect controller and stuff. And yeah. then it said, Half-Life 3 trailer coming soon. Valve promises. <laughs> well, there was, some, there was some guy in Australia called uh, Gordon Freeman. So it's a guy in Australia called Golden Freeman. And supposedly he tweeted this picture uh, that Gabe Newell had sent him a signed copy of the orange box and everything, you know, because he was called Gordon Freeman, along with a Half-Life 3 (laughs) T-shirt. I was like, yeah, that's definitely not from him. (laughs) But it was kind of funny. Um, And the Halo dev disagreed with with the blocking of used games as well. He didn't agree with it. Um, 
you know, because he, he thinks it's a bad idea. Because he was saying not everybody can afford $60 games. And... Yeah, but that, it doesn't matter what the devs say. Does it doesn't matter what the devs say. It's the publishers that are going to agree with it. And they're the ones that care. And they're the ones that make that decision. It's all going to go digital. This is this this conversation is moot. But then, to a certain extent, I mean, moot. Moot. I've bought. Moot. I mean, we, we've all moot. we've all bought digital games, haven't we? Because we've all bought Xbox Live Arcade games. You know, we've all bought some form of downloadable game that you can't do anything with once you've got it, apart from play it. You don't own it. And you don't, you don't all you own is and the you see, right to play it. You own now, the right to play it. Interestingly, you know, it's interesting this because a, a lot of podcasts I've listened to lately are complaining about the fact that you own the game, so you can sell it on, and it's yeah. what's the difference between that yeah, and the car? But it is not the same because you're paying for the license to play the you game. You you own t- the permission to play it. Yeah, you don't own the game. It's not your yeah, game. You don't own the game. You don't own it. No. Own. You, you don't own it. It's not your property. Earn. Yeah, because it's... Earn. Yeah. And and I think that's where people have been getting a little bit confused because they think... I want you to It's the same as car, but it isn't the man, same as car. this is a car. picture of me. It isn't man, the same as Shit gets weird on the streets. <laughs> Here on these streets. Oh, sorry, Stu. Were you talking about video games? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this, this show's just getting weirder and weirder as we go on. I like pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that's the biggest difference. And for me, you see, I I don't trade in that. You don't games. own it, Stu. I don't own it, and I don't trade that many in anyway. Uh, but I do it's like digital games. But I do like buying cheaper second-hand games, and that's where yeah. my where so, my. Well, I I get all my gaming from Love Film. Yeah. Uh, so I'm equally as concerned about this. But you know, I'm I'm pretty sure that like a, a system like OnLive will be bought up by. Microsoft or Sony, so I'll just, tag, I'll just tag along to that, that jam. There's yeah. always a cheaper option, people. No matter what kind of medium comes along, there's always something that comes along to, for the cheapskates like you and I. So Absolutely. don't worry about it too much. If you're worried about, you know, oh, I don't pay full price, there's always some other alternative. You know why? Because there's, there's a gap in the market for it. That's why rentals came about, because they knew people couldn't afford, you know, the full whack. Uh, there's there's always another option, so I won't worry about it. It's called fucking moving on, dick. I mean, interestingly, what <laughs> what the guy dick? What you're the guy a dick. From, you from, from you driving the car? <laughs> you drive the car now. You're a dick. Oh my god. Not you sitting there. You're okay. What the guy from Saber Interactive said, and I find this quite interesting. He said yeah. he said this. Sixty dollars is a lot to pay for a game, and if a player buys a dud and he's then stuck with it then that's just not fair to force him to keep, to. to keep it. <laughs> if people buy inversion and it's not for them, then why should they be forced to turn it into a drinks coaster? I'll tell you this. People are going to be a lot more cautious about buying games new because right now if I buy a game new and it sucks, I could be like, okay, whatever. Like That's annoying, but I'll take it to GameStop and I'll get $30 for it or something. Absolutely. And then he goes on to say, publishers feel that reviewers have too much control now and if games can't be traded, then reviews will become gospel. This doesn't serve anyone's interest. For me, the approach is to bring the cost of games down and to sell them as digital content, which is what Chinny's saying, uh, where they can't be bought and sold. If someone pays $15 for a game, then it's less painful if they need to keep it. 
Then he says, last time I spoke about this, some people misconstrued my comments to imply that I didn't think that game should be full length. That isn't what I feel. A $60 game has about $30 of waste in it in getting that game to retail. So he's saying it costs an extra $30 to get it into stores. You know, with obviously disc printing and covers yeah. and cases. The and games are going to be much, much cheaper then. Yeah. And then, so he and says, then you think, you've got to think about like, the library as well. Library is another cost that people don't yeah. you know, think about. And then he says, I really believe that with digital distribution, you can get that same full-length experience for $30 for half the amount. With Inversion, or games like Battlefield or Gears, for example, you could break that experience into two components, single-player and multiplayer, and sell them for $15 each. So then you could get your combined $30 game. And if someone spends $15, then the trading value would be minimal anyway, even if it was permissible. I think that's the way to go. Lower the costs of the same access by bringing them to market digitally, then no use solution is fair. So I absolutely agree with everything he says there. You know, and I, I think that would be the way to go. But the problem we've got is that publishers like Activision and EA are greedy. And if they think they can sell a digital version for more than, than it's worth... That's exactly what they will do, isn't it? Well, it depends if people buy it. Yeah, but, you know, they've increased the retail cost of Call of Duty, but everyone still bought it. Yeah, well, that, that's the physical disc, isn't it? Yeah. Well, but we'll see. I, I think we'll see, but I don't... I mean, we only have to look at the PS3 at the moment, and the prices that they have on there for downloadable games is crazy. Yeah, but they don't rely on those. No, they don't. But, but yeah, they take away the, the physical... Once they take away the physical version, and then they see how many people are buying them, why do you think Steam does so many deals? Oh, yeah, and they do loads. That's what I said about what could make uh, OnLive work if they go for giving a lot of deals and making stuff cheap. Yeah. I, I think if... Or you could just make an OnLive account every time you buy a game, so it's a pound. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> yeah, definitely works. But, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think, to a certain extent, if they can sort of do it in a way that people can can stream the games and it works and obviously internet is good enough to do it you know it'll, and then people don't have that issue of waiting for it to download i think yeah could they, if, if a big big you know you know either sony or microsoft pick that up and run with it i think it would probably happen what's but, confusing to me is why would somebody like microsoft make a console that doesn't play used games like why why would they make a a console that does that. Well, doesn't it hurt them more? Really? Like I know that I know they're a publisher, right? And I know that they, they they do play a part in publishing games, but not to the extent of EA or Activision, right? And I, I can completely understand why EA and Activision would fight for a console that doesn't play used games. I can completely see that reason, but I don't see why Microsoft would see any benefit in. I mean, major benefit. In, in doing this, because they would get the massive black for it if they did it. And if it didn't succeed, Sony then would go, well, no, we're, our, our PlayStation 4 is completely like supporting used games because it just depended on the feedback. So I, I really don't think Microsoft was going to risk it. I would be very... I mean, I, as I said before, I think this is all bullshit anyway. It's just some well, bullshit, bullshit. bullshit rumour um, because someone's scaremongering. I'm sure it is, because I agree with Chini completely. I don't think there's any benefit. The only benefit, potentially, to Microsoft, there was some kickback off EA or Activision to them. You know, they're like, when, you know, we'll give you a bit of a backhand to pay you this amount of money. Maybe they have you. pictures of Microsoft naked. 
I don't know. But yeah, I agree with you, Chini. I, I still think it's bullshit. I cry bullshit on this. I don't think this will I just happen. I just think if if they do it based based on the feedback that we've got already, right? People aren't liking it very much, right? And then yeah, but it's gonna translate into people not buying the game. No, no it not- doesn't. It doesn't, but it depends then what Sony would do. So, look, Sony could do two things. It can go, oh, Microsoft have made a lot of money by not making used games. Because I suppose, you know, Microsoft still get money for all games that are bought for the Xbox. But if, if Sony look at them and go, oh, actually, they've made a lot of money doing that, even though they've pissed people off a bit, we should do that because we'll get more money. Or they could go, actually, that's not a great success. It's made a lot of their customers angry. We can just completely go on as we are and say, because you know what Sony a lot, they let anybody fuck with anything they do. Like, you know, they, they, they're completely free, they're open, they, they let developers like, make their own in, you know, user fa- interface for the, the online stuff. Uh, it, and it, that's kind of backfired on them. But it wouldn't be beyond Sony to say, oh, we don't mind used games uh, being on our platform. And then, then you got like, you know, Microsoft going, they screwed up. Or so, you know, it creates a lot of problems, I think. And I don't think Microsoft are willing to risk it. I don't think so. I don't, that's a bold, that's a big, bold move that no console has ever done. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure it's going to work. I don't think they'll do it. I think it would be a huge thing to do it, especially if they come out before the next Sony console. Because it's almost too late, then, isn't it? Unless it's it's something that could be fixed with a, a an update, you know, a firmware update. The the only way this should be true, Stu, is if it's completely digital. Yeah, no, I would that's, agree. That's so if the next console is completely digital, all right, then this is true. This this rumor is true, but not in the way that people are saying. They've 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 looked. Somebody has twisted the the, the facts, if you will. You know what I mean? They've gone. Uh, it's digital only, therefore it doesn't support used games. It's kind of backwards, where it doesn't support used games because it's digital only. That's the only way this could be true. The only, the only thing I would say with that, even even if it is digital only, I think it will still have, obviously, a, a disk drive disk in drive. it, so you, so you can still Maybe. play your old games. Maybe. Maybe, because there's so much money in retail still. Yeah. still the brick and mortar stores are still making money. Yeah. You know, and I, I think, like, you go, the day that Modern Warfare 3 was out, right, there was a massive queue in game, a huge queue. Are, are all those sales going to translate to a digital space? Maybe a digital queue. <laughs> I don't. I don't think there will be. Like, I don't think we're quite ready for it. And you know, I, I know it's it's the, definitely the way everything's going. But it's you, you've got to do it gradually. And I think this this generation has done a great job of doing that. But I still think there's a lot of work to do there. I don't, you, you know, you can't close these stores overnight. Then, well, it, I mean, it's probably that. But, but also, how much, like you've said before, how much of the audience isn't even connected to the internet? Yeah. How many people wouldn't have access to these games if they suddenly went totally digital and no more retail copies? Do you know what I mean? How many yeah. potential sales would they lose by doing that? Also, you've got to think about Christmas. Yeah. Think about Christmas. No more and presents. It, uh, like, because the people going into these stores aren't just the kids and the adults that buy the games. It's like parents and girlfriends yeah. or whatever, right? You know, what are they going to do? Like, it's, it's a weird well, I Well, think, I think they'll still have, you know, they'll do it like, you know, code in a box. So you can still buy the box with the yeah, code. But the, the, the store wouldn't be able to live off selling codes on cards. 
No, I agree. You don't I... walk into a store and just see a library of cards that you could pick. That won't happen. No, and if if it was something like uh, mind you, I guess that would still work. I was going to say if it was something like online, it would still work. You could still put a code in, couldn't you, and still sort of get access to the game. But I think the other thing you've got to think of, I think it's, I think whatever happens for one of these to be successful, I think it's got to be a streaming service because, and the reason I say that is people look like put a lot of stock into into midnight launches and things like that. Now, I guess you could do it in the Steam way, so you could pre-download it, and then it activates at midnight. So they could do it that way. But you would still have the issue with storage media, wouldn't you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whatever yes. way you look at it, you would have to have a huge monster of a hard drive in it to store all the games you would be ever likely to play. Like, even streaming, though. Like, all right, so the, 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 the responsibility of storing the game is off your hands, right? The storage of the game has to exist somewhere, you know? When you're playing on live, it exists in Luxembourg, for example, and that that costs a lot of money. And I just think if everybody, if it all went that way immediately, right, with the internet speeds that we have now, with how many people are connected to the internet, with how many people are used to going to just digital only, it just, it just can't happen so quick. There's so many different problems that like we have to slowly get used to and and get overcome, and it just can't happen in like one generation skip. There's no, I I don't think it's going to happen. There's no, it, it just can't happen that quickly. You know, this generation it's taken uh, 2005 was when it came out. You know, it's it's taken seven years for the Xbox to get where it is, and we're still really not sure if digital is going to be the way to go for next generation. It, I don't think it's going to happen yet. We still got like another five years of talking about this. Yeah, I think it's too soon for that to happen. And, you know, from what we can gather, you know, it's definitely in the works for the next, in, within the next two years, we're going to get a new Xbox at some point in time, yeah. supposedly. And, and I agree with you, I think it's too soon. I don't think there's enough of the world connected to the internet. As, although there's a lot of the world connected, it's still a massive amount that isn't. To be honest, like, I don't know about what you two think, but with, with, in, in terms of a new console, I suppose the Xbox is showing its age a bit. But I'm, I wouldn't moan if it went for another year or a year or maybe two. I, w- I wouldn't be that bothered, really. And I know, Stu, you, you know you like your graphics, but you look at the graphics on these games and they're still great. No, I mean even playing Mass Effect Three, that looked great. I mean, Duke, you're not as bothered about graphics, so I guess you wouldn't be that bothered about this. Nope. There you go. <laughs> but but, but do you? I mean, in terms of what how, what the games are offering you, yeah, you know, you've poured 170 hours into Skyrim. If that's all on one disc on the Xbox, you know, the, the the games that are coming out now, and this is always the, the case, the games that come out, the last games that come out in that in that generation are usually the best ones. You know, they they get better as they go on, and then a new console comes out. You know, and I just think, although I, I, I we only think that we need another Xbox because we know it's coming. Um, well, then. But then bearing that in mind, you know, I'm sure when Duke was playing Final Fantasy VII, he thought that was the best game he'd ever played and he'd never need to play another game. Well, the thing is, I mean, like... I play another game. It was, the, it was great graphics at the time. And it no, but at the time you'd have thought, this is a pinnacle of gaming. How cool is this game? And then oh, he yeah. played Eco. <laughs> yeah, but we, we, we can see... I mean, we, we've seen graphics that are better than the Xbox... 360 graphic, you know, like we've seen like tech demos from from Epic, for example. Yeah, yeah. That, and they purposely put.
push out those tech demos because they need to sell their engine. They need to make sure that people don't settle for the graphics that we have on Gears of War 3. It's like, actually, we could do a lot more if we had a lot more power. Uh, people should make more consoles so we can sell our engine. Which is, you know, it's a fine business. Which is a fine business model because they have to make, they make a lot of their money from selling their engine. But, you know, so we, we know that that can happen. We know those graphics can, can exist. But we still, we're still fine with Skyrim. I, I don't think Skyrim's particularly amazing looking game. It's, it's got nice vistas, I guess. But in terms of like how, you know, how great the pixels are on the screen, I, I wouldn't say they're the best thing I've ever seen. But it doesn't matter. Like it's it's what's in the game. Yeah, it is. It's how he plays and how so, ah, it sucks you in. You know, I just don't. I just don't feel like. I, you know, it kind of saddens me that there's another Xbox coming. I'm like, oh, more money to get rid of and blah blah blah. Yeah, but it it is it is creaking a little bit. You know, it is. It when is. You, yeah, it is. It but, is. I mean, you know, another year or two. You know, the fact they're having it, to put a lot of games, especially the bigger ones, on two and three discs. You know, that's not yeah. really great. Yeah, I know. And there's, there's things that are kind of under the hood that they can... Re- I'm sure, like, you know, another another half a gig of RAM, another gig and half a RAM, and all the developers would love that. And, you know, I'm not a developer, so I don't know. Um, they, they could be shouting at me going, you know, you're crazy. We could do with another gig of RAM. You, you don't realise the possibilities we could... Well, I think as well, games, you know, the games where you do get a bit of slowdown or, you know, frame rate issues, that it would hopefully start to eliminate some of those issues that you get. Yeah, yeah. But I think sometimes limitations... Limitations are healthy, though, I think. I, I, you know, with, with Mass Effect, uh, the, the first one, the frame rate and the pop-in and everything was, was, was shit. And they... Didn't go right. Well, the Mass Effect Two is going to be on the next Xbox, so we could just do exactly the same thing, and it doesn't matter about the popping because the console's faster now. No, they couldn't do that. They had to make it for the same console, so they say, right, we have to figure out how to stop that happening. So they have to work things out. They have to be a little bit more clever about how uh, what you're looking at at the time, how things pop in when you're not looking or when, during a loading screen. They they figure it out. They they kind of gain. absolutely, and they, they optimize stuff, don't they? Make yeah. it work within the and limitations. I admire that. There's, I think that, that there has been great games that have come about because of limitations, like how how much you don't have. You know, and yeah, I definitely agree. It does lead to innovation and stuff like that. And Look at Minecraft. One of one of one of the ugliest looking games of this generation, but probably one of the most successful. In fact, it, it is probably one of the most successful. Yeah. Games of, and it's not an attractive game, but it, it has this charm to it. Like the, the, the way the characters are all blocky and stuff, they look, they look cool and cute, and you know. But it's not a pretty game at all, really. But it is in another way. It is in a kind of pixely way. Strange. Um, I don't know. It's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to drink my drink now. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree, and I think we'll have to wait and see what happens. But I have no money, is what I'm saying, and I don't want to buy another. Concert. No, and I don't, I don't disagree with <laughs> you. I can't disagree. Yeah. Uh, but interestingly, talking about, um, yeah, about Minecraft. Have you have you heard what he did? You know, you know about double finding this Kickstarter thing. I've heard about it. Look, Kickstarter. Stop me if I'm wrong, but Kickstarter is a website where you can. Apply for a target if you've got a project, and then people donate. And if you reach that target, you get everybody that you get that money. If you don't, people just don't get charged. And Double Fine did it for a project with Ron Gilbert and Tim Schafer. Is the, am I right so far? You are indeed, absolutely. Right. Because they basically said for a documentary. Is this right? 
No. No, he's not at all, no. No, basically, obviously, they made Monkey Island and all those point-and-click adventure games back in the day. Yep. And they wanted to make another one. They wanted to make another graphic adventure game. Right. Not Monkey Island, just another... No, just a new, a whole new one. Another one. But they said because publishers wouldn't back it, because a lot of publishers don't think those sorts of games sell anymore, and they're not really popular, they decided to stick it on Kickstarter, and they wanted to make $400,000 um, to basically get the game. Now, if you pledge $15 or more, you got the game. So you, you were basically pre-ordering the game, in effect, before you see You, you got the game for free? Yeah. No, no, you don't get it for free, but that's what you're paying for. You're paying... You're oh, paying well, yeah, I don't even mean, yeah. $15 okay. to the game, and... So you got the game for that? You would get it on Steam, yeah. yeah so basically, so... the game was $15. So that's what you get. So you get the game for $15 on Steam. If you pledge $30, you get an HD download of the documentary that they're making alongside the development of the game. So they're actually filming from start to finish everything that they do along the way. I wonder if they need a video production business to come up. Yeah, yeah. If you pledge $100 or more, Okay, you got... uh, A kiss from Tim Schafer himself. A poster suitable for framing... Uh, with special thanks in the game's credits and all previous reward tiers, posters will be shipped for free in the US. Please add an additional $10 to your pledge for international shipping. Um, so, yeah. So, you get a special thanks in the game's credits, so those credits could be pretty big. <laughs> pretty cool. No, that's cool, though. You know, it feels like people have added to and, the game. You know, and it's... if you pledge $250 or more, you got the adventure poster autographed by Tim Schafer, Ron Gilbert, and the rest of the design team. So, so they had they had nine hundred of those, and all nine hundred people. There's nine hundred people who've pledged two hundred and fifty dollars or more. So they will have to sign nine hundred posters and send them out. I'm sure they would be happy to do that. <laughs> so that's in, that's interesting. So anyway, the upshot is they wanted four hundred thousand dollars. Okay. And with 28 days still to go, and they've got 49,000 backers, and they've actually made $1,720,000 so far. So what are they going to do with the extra money? God knows, but they've made triple and more of what they originally wanted. Nearly four times as much. So <laughs> that's what they've basically made. Now, interestingly... Duke, what's your opinion? Yeah, Duke, what is your opinion? You're very quiet. Has Duke gone to sleep or has he just gone? I don't really have an opinion. I don't know what to say. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I don't think you've ever said that ever in your life. I know. What is (laughs) the matter with you tonight? Rare date. Mark it down, people. 13th of February, 2012, 6.09 p.m. Central Time in the U.S. I don't have an opinion. But, I mean, there's a lot of rumor going around that a lot of other developers will try and do this now. You know, this will be the sort of... You know, I don't know what kind of ownership people are going to have. To nothing, like, there is no ownership. Get into this, you should do what I say. No, there's absolutely none, and that's all. Do you know who else? You do you know who else did this? Who else? Do you know who else? Who else? Fre- Freddie Wong did this as well. Ah, Freddie, Freddie Wong is the uh, the YouTube star. He made he like he him. funded a film. He's now making a film about um, high school that recruits people that are good at video games or something like that. Uh, and he did it through this, and he got way more than he thought he would. And they made the, well, they're making it now. I mean, what the what pretty they, cool. What they're basically saying is, any additional money they raise will let them put it onto other platforms, so it'll be more than just the PC. 
So they'll translate it into different languages. Oh, and I, that, that, I want that shit on my Xbox for a million. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, so they're going to add it. But it took them eight hours to get to the goal. <laughs> eight Bloody hours hell. to get to $400,000. Well, the, the thing is, I, I think it's a great idea, you know, because you, you kind of you vote for the game that you want. It's a bit of a... But with your money. You vote with your money, yeah. It's a, it's a great idea. But then poor people don't get the games they want. No, but, you know, everybody wants, and I, I would love a new graphic adventure from them too, because I love Monkey Island, I loved all the games yeah. that they made, so I'd be more than happy to play this game. I was, I was telling my, my mate about the Kickstarter game, uh, website, and he, he loves Broken Sword, the game, he loves Broken Sword, and I said, like, what, what would you pay for, to see another Broken Sword? And I, he said, oh, I don't know, like, like a tenor or something? Right, you know, so he would. I mean, he's he doesn't like to give his away his money, so he's willing to like put his money down to get that funded. And I didn't know at the time that if you paid fifteen dollars, like towards this, you get the game. So that's even better. Uh, you know, so people would. You know, if you want a game, you'll pay for it, won't you? I'm more than happy to pay. If I could get GTA Five now, <laughs> right, I would gladly pay them. All right, right up front. If they said to me. Oh, we can't, we can't afford to make GTA Five. I'm like, Psh, yeah, here's my money. You can have it. Like, no problem. Make the game. Yeah. But then I mean, you would ask, why don't you have the money? What have you been doing? <laughs> well, I would say, is it because number four cost a hundred million to make? Is that why? Yeah, but, that's uh, that's obviously what it was. I mean, I mean, I think it's an interesting idea. I don't think it's going to be something that will happen often. I think it's a bit of a flash in the pan. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you're right, but I think others will try. Yeah, I mean, they'll, we'll, tr- they'll try. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but the interesting thing is, um, obviously, Minecraft. You know, and uh, what's his name? The guy who, who made Minecraft. Notch. 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 He tweeted uh, to Tim Schafer that he would fund him to make Psychonauts 2. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So he, they're in, apparently they're in negotiations, and he's sort of saying, look, you know, if we're going to do this, I'll tell you what game I want you to make. There you go. <laughs> Psychonauts like, 2. Buying our games now. Yeah, yeah. No way. So, I mean, he's got money falling maybe, out of his arse, though, hasn't he? <laughs> maybe the GoldenEye N64 game isn't such, a, isn't such far away. Maybe I could fund that. Maybe you could. But Maybe. Rare are in trouble at the moment. They, I could I could go to Rare and say, can you make a remake of the N64 Goldeneye for like a dance? Just give me a dance. Or something. I'll give you a dance. Yeah, but you've got that. It's already available to play. No, that's that's not the right... No. It's good, though. I think you'd like it. I think you'd like it. You should play yeah. that. I think no, you'd like that. Not, not the remake. It's no. not the same. It's just not the same. It's just not the same. It's, just not it's the like same. Star Wars. Yeah. Like, you know, like when George Lucas fucked up Star Wars, it's not the same. I know, yeah. Ha- Han Han Solo didn't he didn't shoot first. No, he didn't. And to be honest Hans? with you, to be, to be honest with you, oh, Hans, oh no, Hans, 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 Hans. Anyway, Han Solo shot first, and then he's gonna use the force or whatever. But we've definitely got a while to wait anyway before. Uh, before I can be bothered to watch any of the 3D remakes, because I ain't asked about the first two films. The third one was pretty good. Oh, but you're so excited about 3D. I don't even care about that films, though. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's about it, because God love us, we've talked a bit about that. Well, 
Ginny and I did. I don't know what's going on with Duke. He's very quiet. What's the matter with I'm you? I'm quiet. I'm here. I just don't have opinions. <laughs> Duke, you always have an opinion. <laughs> you always. Anyway, before we move on, I have got one last thing. <laughs> Han Solo. Han. Solo. Han Solo. Han Han S. H. All right, go ahead. Anyway, you know, what, what I like about that is that she never even mentions about it, the uh, Doff, I'm your father thing in that video. <laughs> she never like, mentions Boba Fett either. What the hell? I can't even talk about Star Wars. I'll talk about Boba Fett. She's like, oh, do you, the boyfriend's like, are you sure you're not missed anything out? He's like, uh, <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, didn't mention that, you know, uh, Doff was Luke's father at all. For yeah. Key but guy. yes, yes. Final quick bit of news to finish off, and I know everybody's going to be happy about this because like, putting news first. You know, everybody putting news at the end of the show. <laughs> everybody is like me and dying to play this game, so I know that everyone's going to be really excited about this. Uh, this is about Catherine again. No, it's about like chainsaw chick with cheerleading. No, you know, although I am getting more excited about it. It does look kind of cool. But no. Um, that of game company, that game company has confirmed what game company? that Journey oh. is finished. It's actually finished and ready to do. <laughs> and no more delays. Uh, I mean, I, I, I expect it's quite hard to fill a desert of interesting things. Look, Look, they had to get everything right, you know. They did some beta testing or beta testing, however you want to pronounce that word. And, uh, yeah, they finally got it all done. It's taken three years. It's taken three years. Now, everybody wants to know, when's it going to be released? That's everybody. Really? Everybody. Everybody. If I went out to the street. Nobody fucking gives a look, shit. Look, everybody wants to know when this game's been released. <laughs> but I can't actually tell you that. What they've said is... Because, obviously, they're in the queue now, because, obviously, there's other stuff Sony wants to release first, so they've got to wait until Sony finds them a slot. And as soon as they know what that is, they'll let us know what date it's coming yeah. out on. But, really, do you know what? They should be just pushing everything else to one side, in my opinion. Get all that shit out of the way, and get Journey out on the platform. That's what I want to see. Yeah, Yeah, well, it won't sell. Look, it's going to be great. Look, just get it in your head. This game's going to be good. <sighs> right. Uh, yeah. To finish off, we have uh, got some emails and twitters. Emails. So. Oh, email. Whoa! That ruled. Okay. Only a couple of quick ones. Because um, I did say to people, if you've got any more addiction or you, are you addicted or not, or opinions to send us some emails, we did get a couple. Uh, first one's from Mr. Bed Herdu, uh, otherwise known as uh, it's Gangu Crimes, isn't it? That's, Gangu Crimes, otherwise yeah. known as. That's uh, the other one, there is another name. Andy. Isn't? Yeah. Anyway, basically, he says this He says, My girlfriend likes to say, I am addicted to video games. But I personally feel like I do not have enough time to enjoy them. Uh, because life, yeah, life gets in the way. For me, a perfect gaming session is spending four hours getting deep into a game and feeling part of that world. Can't seem to find the time at the moment, though. Maybe an hour or two a day at most. I definitely identify with one of your listeners that said he felt guilty after playing video games for a long time. If I do manage to have a good gaming session, I feel guilty about spending that time gaming. 
Uh, at the moment, I'm getting soaked up in the world of Skyrim, and I think about how I am going to approach the game next time I step in. But unfortunately, I'm yet to have a perfect gaming session with Skyrim. The perfect Skyrim four-hour session is like an itch waiting to be scratched. I have spent two hours in-game chopping virtual wood, though. <laughs> that was it. So sent from my iPhone. So there you go. So he, he says his girlfriend thinks he's addicted. He doesn't think he is, but I think he probably is, to be honest. Enough about your old iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I'll get about my iPod. And the next uh, the next email is entitled Just Call Me Epic Fart. <laughs> and it's from uh, Jason Gulliher. Jason Gulliher, our indie game recommender of the of late. So yeah, keep them coming because you know I'm struggling to find some good ones recently. Although I have got one for next week already lined up. But anyway, he says first of all, Stu, I would like to say that I recommended Little Racers Street, not Loot Fest. Loot Fest, I merely wanted your opinion, and I agree with it. So check out Little Racers Street; it's awesome. Uh, Little here is, Racers. Here is a different Street. game. Here is a different game for you to check out on the indies. It's called Cell HD Emergence. It is also available on the PC from the writer of Deus Ex. The link below will send you a review of Cell HD Emergence. Also, Rotoscope is down to 80 points. It's in a great little indie game if you like tilt puzzlers. I love it. Um, so I'll check that out. We'll, we'll put that in the mix. We'll, we'll give that a look. You know, we'll keep on coming. So, yeah, keep your recommendations coming because we like recommendations. They're kind of cool. That email, what was it called? Uh, it was called Epic Fart. See, he knows his stuff. He knows his stuff. Um, so yeah, we've we've got quite a few emails off Antonio Phillips, otherwise known as GH Rock. Not emails, but Twitters, should I say? Um, and basically, he sort of did like a big rambling loads of tweets, uh, one after the other. So he he said this. He started off with, I'm interested in doing a gaming log. Good idea? So what do you think? Is it a good idea or not? Should he do a gaming? What do you mean by gaming? Well, what we said last week is that, you know, obviously you weren't here at the time, but you need to do this. For the next week, we log what games we play and how long we play them for. Oh, that's right. I'm supposed to be doing Uh that. Yeah. Well, you've got a week to do it now, so it's a clear week to do that. Uh So, And then we get a rough idea of exactly how much time we spent in a week playing games. So I've loaded that. I'll go do that this week, right? Do that this week for next week. Hopefully, I'll be playing more games this week. Yeah, well, you'll you'll have to now. Uh, So, yeah, do it along with us and let us know what you did, Antonio. So, yeah, send us in your log. We like that. And you can play along with us. Uh, Also, he said... I've got it uh, now. I've got got Antonio's log now. It's uh, 16 hours of Naruto. (laughs) It's probably true. (laughs) That's actually probably true. Uh, And then he said, uh, gaming did ruin my schoolwork. I have bounced back with higher grades. Actually, more in maths and English. So he's actually saying that, you know... A lot of people who are saying the kids are, you know, video games is making them be rubbish at school is true. It's true. What do you think of that? Well, I think if kids uh, want to distract themselves from schoolwork, they'll find uh, other ways, be it video games or mugging people. So there you go. So he's saying it's true. It's a, it's a true. Uh, and then he goes on to say, you don't mind me tweeting you so much, do you? I'm talkative. <laughs> so no we don't it's interesting that's what Twitter's for it's funny and then he goes on COD 5 ruined me a little woke up at 5 to play zombies went to school at 7.30 came back at 4 game till 8 eat work so that's how he played COD 5 that's not healthy I mean I, I stay up late now I'm an adult but I never stayed up that late when I was at school 
And then he says, and then he obviously carries on from there, go to bed at 11. I was 11 at the time. Lol. Yeah. So there you go. And then he finally finishes off. We call that a confession. By the way, sorry for so many tweets. Want me to leave you alone now? <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he's definitely got a serious problem, hasn't he? You know what I mean? Yeah, really. What's your problem, dude? Yeah, what's your problem? Goddamn problem. What's your problem, dude? Uh, and then he put a load more tweets, but they're not sort of related to that. But anyway, we got Marty Greasy Fish Lips, and he says this. Uh, cheers, Stu. I can't stop playing Space Fart. And my daughter Lily loves the sounds. There you go, you see. I was right about that game. <laughs> Keyword, daughter. Yeah. But then he does say, but like Duke, I also have an older iPod Touch, and most of the games you tell me about don't even work. Hashtag gutted. Hard to play iPod games or iPad games when you don't have one. That is true. An iPad would be great. You know, you know so, what? If you got one of those, it'd be so cool. So anybody who's going, oh, I can't play all these games on my iPod or whatever. Shut up. So, so, do we, so do we need to set up a Kickstarter page for Duke's new iPod, iPod 4 or whatever? No. And an iPod 2 for you at the same time? iPad 2, Kickstarter, my target is, I don't know, like, how much are they? Like, £500. £500. Uh, yeah, donate. And then if you donate more than £10, you get a shout out. Yeah. And, and the, the the reason you would want to donate is so that Chinny could give his opinion on yeah. that two games. There you go. If you donate more than twenty pounds, you'll get um a virtual kiss. You'll you'll get Snog. like I won't go that far. Um I will not swear for a whole episode. Nah, yeah. that's never happening. <laughs> no, people you won't swear unless they donate. Ah, yeah, that makes more sense. That yeah, makes sense. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, my iPad's coming. Their iPad's coming, and that's about it for this week. I mean, it's it's been a weird show because obviously we recorded four days ago or three days ago, so it's not so not, long ago. So not me, no, not you, no, you, but we did. So I'm guessing that's why Duke's been very quiet because I guess he's just no opinion. <laughs> Duke always goes quiet on the latter half of the show. He does a little bit. He does. I often do. Yeah. I'm tired, man. I'm freaking worn out. I think the thing is though, when you're not here, uh, Chini, he has to speak. So he was fine last week. <laughs> he has no choice. <laughs> so anyway, on that note, we... oh hi, Mark. Do you know what I think you should do, Duke? I think at the end of the show, you should play us out with the original song, you know, with the saxophone in and everything. I think that's what we should have on at the end of the show. Because that, that was, it took, apparently Hawks and took him ages to find it, you know, to find out where yeah, it is. We want to reward people for we reward him. finding a stupid song. Yeah. And it is a stupid <laughs> song. And it's, it's, uh, well, shall we say, it was, it was the Moldovian entry in the Eurovision Song Contest in 2010. That's what it actually came from. <laughs> Believe it or not. So anyway, uh, shout outs, Duke. Let's let's get him to talk. Yeah, shout outs. Uh, the Full House Poker Crew. Thanks to everybody who came for that. I already said the names. Um, Heavy Evil, aka GH Rocker, uh, retweeted the thing I put out about the story I wrote. So cheers to him. And Filthy caught a uh, reference I made to a video game in the story. So well done, sir. 
Uh, I expected not many people would get that reference, but he got it. So cheers to him and cheers to everybody who listens because we appreciate you listening. And I'm sorry I've been quiet, but I'm really tired. It's been a heck of a weekend. So, yeah, that's it. Hey. Um, well, I'm I'm also going to shout out Phil Fee for letting him beat him at uh, Hero Academy. But I haven't done yet. I've got to finish him off. So you, you never know. He might come back and beat me. I might go back and he's he's taken all my plays and killed me and I didn't even know. But hopefully I'm going to beat him and win my first game on Hero Academy, which is kind of cool. So if you if you want to play, just send a you know a match request to Big Daddy Blast all one word. So if you if you want to play with me, that's what I am on there. So yeah, send it to me. Let let's play some games. It's good, Olvi. Um, yep. Yeah, so shout out to Heavy Evil GH Rocker Antonio, whatever you want to call him, um, for all the tweeting he's been doing towards us. So thank you ever so much for that. We like that. Uh, and I've also we've got a new iTunes review. Got a new iTunes review, so I should definitely mention. Oh that. really? Oh, and we, indeed we have. Although, just a minute, let me double check. Oh yeah, I'm back on the British side. I thought I was still on the American one for a second there. We need to be on the right side, don't we? Because uh, I was checking oh, America, really? but we haven't got any new ones there, which is a bit of a shame. You know what I mean? We sucks. Yeah, you know what? We have quite a lot of American listeners. So if you're an American listener. And you haven't given us a review on iTunes yet? Why don't you go and do that? You know, just 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 saying. You know, just saying. If you want to do it, go ahead and do it. Uh, but anyway, we got this one off a Firefly a one three one, and they said, "Great show, five stars." I've only really started listening to this podcast, but it has quickly become a weekly thing for me to put on my iPhone and listen to on the way to work. Uh, oh, great, really? Yeah, great show. Keep it up, guys. You have yourselves one more avid listener, and that's from Jonesy at the Play Vault. So thank you for that. That's uh, very kind of you to say that. So, yeah, glad you like it. Although, Jonesy. Yeah, although this week you might be going, what the hell am I listening to? This is really weird. And there you go. Sometimes they are. Sometimes it's just weird. That's just the way it is. Uh, and that's it for me, so I'll come to you, Mr. Chin. Like penises, sometimes they're just weird. Uh, I'd like to shout out... No? No laughs for that one? Okay. Uh, I'd like to shout out Alan... <laughs> Alan Bennett and Peter Marshall for logging our post on Facebook. Oh, yes, that is true. And also James Bearden uh, logged one of our posts on Facebook. Uh, Peter Gibbons and Matt Turner for commenting on our post on Facebook. And Matt Turner likes us. Uh, yeah, so shout out to the people Isn't who... that your friend? Who? Matt, Matt Turner. Turner? No. Oh, what's your friend called? He's called Matt, isn't he? Matt Weston. Ah, yeah. I just assumed it was him. And he's huh? my, my friend's from Newton Abbott. Yeah, and he probably is... doesn't like us either, so that's probably wrong. Anyway, no, he, he likes. Uh, he, I, I walked into his flat, and uh, he was playing the Veteran Gamers podcast. <laughs> How was weird like, is that? He, he was like, "It's like it's weird. You're in here, and you're on my iPod at the same time." <laughs> and I hit him because he had an iPod. <laughs> Yes. Um, so shout out to the people that <laughs> I really don't see the point in those. Uh, that uh, being noisy. Uh, shout out to the people that have been uh, interacting with us on the Facebooks. Wanna be my friend on the Facebook? Yeah, wanna be my wanna be my friend? What What I want to finish off with just to say, um, the first of the house party games is out this week. Just is to it? let you know. Ooh, house party. Which is Warp 
is out on the Wednesday. Whoop! Whoop! What is it good? And then and next week is Alan Waits American Nightmare. Wait, Alan Waits American Nightmare. Yeah. What is it good? Doesn't work. The yeah, it doesn't quite work. But yeah, that's out next week, so I'll be definitely picking that up, and uh, I'll I'll give Warp a go. See what it's like. It could be cool. I think Warp oh, could be kind of yeah. cool. And I'm guessing that's really about it. So you know, on that note, we need to get the hell out of here. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. And all that shit. He's playing a neon violin. Oh, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> oh, he's rotating around and around, man. That's a mark of a good musician. He can rotate and play. Why do people listen to this show again? <laughs> wait, wait, the, the best bit's coming. Here we go. What happens if I do a remix like this? Stop it. Oh my god, that's in my ears. Oh, they're getting down. This is the best podcasting ever. Commented on a music video. <laughs> play the saxophone like that and wiggle his pelvis the same way saxophone. I've really begun to question why I do this <laughs> oh, I love that, it's great do you know he's weird right thanks for listening everybody something better yeah I don't think you need to don't play worry. that as well nobody's listening <laughs> Yeah. do you know what's interesting though about that is it's like all the American listeners will be going what the hell is that song? And it's like, that's Eurovision. You know, that's what they play. <laughs> yeah. really that's thought, Moldova. <laughs> when, when Finland won Eurovision a couple of, uh, couple of years ago with that, like, thrash metal band. Right. Oh, God, yeah. I really thought, like, oh, okay, so maybe Eurovision next year, people will try, like, less cheesy shit. It's turned a corner. <laughs> and I was like, man, they're just trying it. Why don't, why don't they put, like, proper bands on there instead of bollocks? <laughs> And it's clear, clearly political voting as well. Oh, for sure. But do you know what? Jedward did get like higher than like you know England or the UK or whatever. You know they they sort of did all right. Did Jedward? Did they really do the Eurovision thing? Yeah, know. they did it last year. They came about fifth or sixth. They were really, really high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
They, so all we have to do them. is just pick the worst act we've got at the moment. Yes. And then enter them in the Eurovision. Yeah, that, but they were the island entry, so it was obviously they were for Ireland. So. Oh, there you go. Oh, there, that's different then. Yeah, yeah. Because Ireland used to win it quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, they nearly did. They got six, and we we can. It was blue, wasn't it? We had blue was our entry last year. Really? Yeah. Blue? Yeah, blue for our They and they came about twelfth or thirteenth or something like that. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was a sad day for blue. You know, I mean, I know they were shit and all, it's but a blue blue day for blue. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that is a, that is low. That is seriously low. Um, and what we didn't mention on the podcast, Whitney Houston dead. Never mentioned that, did we? Brian Bread. Oh. Yeah, drugs kill people. Yeah, they yeah. Do. Good advert for that. Playing around with no drugs. I read that news, like the same way I read like, the Amy Winehouse news. I was yeah. like, well, that's a shame because she's such a talent. But at the same time, you know, what the fuck do you expect when they take that much drugs? Yeah, mm. I mean, there, there was some like footage on the TV, you know, showing her the, the last time she sort of played in concert, and she just looked totally emaciated, you know, just like skin and bone, shambling around on the stage, and you're just like, well, like, God, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. She, got, she got a daughter as well, which is a double shame, but... It's just sad, isn't it? She's a crackhead, so, you know, like... Yeah. She she had everything going for her. One of the most successful female artists in the world ever. Not even a, And she she you know I, I can't. I, it's hard to kind of like you know feel sorry when I mean it's obviously a terrible thing, but you just think you had everything and you screwed it up. I think what was up. what was quite interesting, you know, when everything. I was reading, reading the news today. And uh, the coroner said um, it's going to take a couple of months to establish the cause of death. I was like, yeah, the the sort of the drugs and the pills and all the stuff that was probably around her in the bathtub didn't give it away. Yeah, I can find that thing that Wanda Sykes said about Michael Jackson. Oh, my gosh. It's like uh, there's, a, there's a sketch show called Catherine Tate. And there's a fantastic detective in Catherine Tate, dude, <laughs> right, where um, she's like a bit stupid, basically. And her sidekick is called Whitaker, and she, she's like, um, uh, "It seems like this man had his head chopped off." Look, uh, because they find the head, because so well, how are we going to find the body? Well, that's easy, Whitaker. How many people do you know without a head? We'll just look for the man without a head, <laughs> and that's just like just ridiculous. Like, cause oh, it's brilliant. I love that. I'm going to watch Catherine Tate now. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, that's. I think that's it. We should just go now. So I yeah. forget that you put this bit in. I know. Yeah, I just always oh. leave it in nowadays. You know, God, I'll leave it in. Well, I'll you know, it. like you know, Juice at least talked a bit more in this section of the show. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's plus point. <laughs> say things that get him angry, like I don't know, Miss sucks balls. Yeah, Miss. No, you're just trying to get a rise out of me. And, and Sky, it works. Skyrim's a big pile of steaming dog poo. I don't know you don't believe that. You couldn't possibly. Dog poo, dog poo, sticky, sticky, dog poo. <laughs> poo on a stick. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Did you know that? Actually, my daughter came home from school the other day and gave me an interesting fact about Romans. And apparently, they used to wipe their asses with a sponge on a stick that was dipped in water. <laughs> Well, thank you for that. And they all used to Daughter share came home, told you she learned this at school? She learned that at school. Sponge on a stick. The hell? <laughs> and they well, used to that, uh, pass it around between... Holiday, honey? Sponge on a stick, wipe your ass. 
I'm glad that educational system is working Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Pass it around between all of those uh, family members, you know, share and share alike as it goes. <laughs> Sponge on a stick. Uh, and that really is it. I'm going now on that note. Are you that really is- going to put that in the show? That's that is kind of Sponge on a stick, bro. wipe your butt. That's thanks for listening, everybody. Aren't you glad? We should all have one. Bye. So yeah, we are really not as good as the bugle at all. <laughs> uh-uh.